What's up, everybody? It's Thursday, April 3rd, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I am your host, Steve Say, and I'm here with Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. Miss Jackie Turner. Hello. And Mr. Justin Townsend. Hi there. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Bobby? Doing all right. All right. Lots of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Jackie? You uh, you weren't with us last week. I know. I really missed it, Ashley. I was kind of jealous. Did you good, you, yeah, good listening game to you guys do it. Oh, I did get some good game time in. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. Happy about that. Oh, yeah. Sweet. All right. So uh, welcome to the third episode of Talking Games. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking just a little bit of news, um, letting you know what games we've been playing this week and answering some of your listener questions and tweets. So uh, instead of futzing around we're gonna get right into it with uh, a little bit of news uh you might have heard that uh mr phil spencer was appointed the head of all things microsoft uh it's a bit of news that i'm not quite sure how much we have to say about it this is not primarily a news show but... yeah it's tough too right because it's a it's a billion dollar corporation who just said okay another guy is now in control of this billion dollar operation that we have and he says we're gonna focus on games but we don't know if that's going to be true, and I do not understand at all what happens behind the scenes. Of yeah, an it's yeah. going to be like a, a wait and see to yeah. see if anything actually changes. I mean, yeah. the way I the way I look at it is this: I have not bought an Xbox One. I don't play my Xbox 360 that much anymore. So, what is putting this guy in charge going to do? That's going to turn me onto buying the system, and what is he going to do moving forward to change? The company, like they're talking about, like unifying a lot of the things with Windows and Xbox, that it might all yeah. be under one brand. Yeah, talking about Xbox Live being like the brand yeah, for like, gaming, like uniting yeah. all the frat houses for one giant party, yeah, right. kind of thing. Um, if he can do that, then I, I suppose that's cool, so long as the vision is solid. Uh, but I mean, I don't, I don't feel, I feel like there's not very much to get excited about until you see some results. Yeah, yeah absolutely, exactly. Let's talk about it again in six months' time and exactly. see if anything's changed. What do you think, Justin? you have any uh, words for this? As long as the focus is on games, that's really all that should matter to, to us. So as long as that, you know, he comes in and puts the focus back on games for Microsoft, because it, it feels like they've been a little bit uh, spread out on their goals. So as a gamer, if he comes in and makes my Xbox One more awesome, that's really all I care about. Hmm. Word. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Give give me more of a reason instead of uh, promises of an awesome trailer for uh, was that Sunset Overdrive? Yeah, that game looks awesome. Like Titanfall is very cool. We played it uh, two weeks back. And are you still having fun with it? I love it. I still play it at least at least a round or two a night. Right. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very good. I had my friend Jay told me the other day he tried playing it and it was just a little bit too fast for him. That he kind of just a little too frantic. He didn't know what was going on and. You've, you've had no problem adjusting to it? No, I mean, I, I come from first-person shooters, so I'm used to the speed, but I can see uh, where people can think it's fast. I, I've had people tell me, like, this is really, really quick. But like Bobby mentioned when we were playing mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, that when you're on foot, it feels like it's in fast-forward. When you're in a Titan, it feels like you're playing at a normal pace, mm -hmm. which, yeah. Is, yeah. which is nice to have that, that balance between the two. Right. Yeah. Is, the, um, is the lack of, like, story or... The fact that it's just primarily a multiplayer game, does that bother you at all? No, it doesn't bother me. So, I mean, it would be nice to have a single-player campaign in that game, but I'm there for the multiplayer. I'm there for mm. shooting other robots. It's not a deal-breaker for you. Yeah. No, it's it definitely not a deal-breaker. Yeah. Not for me. For other people, sure. Could be, yeah. but not for it, me. For me, it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is. Like I have no interest in buying that game whatsoever. Hmm. So, And that's why. 
Right. Well, speaking of multiplayer and speaking of, of awesome multiplayer, um, in case you guys want to know, usually, not usually, but uh, always, <laughs> talking games before we podcast, uh, as you know, we podcast Wednesday nights around 8 o'clock, so figure around somewhere between 7 p.m. There will always be tweets that go out. Uh, we're going to try and get a Facebook going uh, in the coming week, and uh, we've been uh, streaming some games on Twitch, and uh, just tonight we were streaming some uh, rounds of Towerfall Ascension on the PS4. Uh, the most fun. Yeah, let's... Oh, my God. Jackie... I was on Twitter today very, very skeptical about this whole <laughs> thing because I'd been told, oh, it's kind of like Smash Brothers, which I can't stand. This game is so much fun. It really is. It's so simple, but the joy of shooting someone in the face with an arrow and watching them on your couch go, oh, <laughs> it just can't be explained. Bobby <laughs> Bobby <laughs> looks like clear. he's about to like <laughs> rock it off into space. The can't stand Smash Brothers is because she's not good at it. That's why she can't stand it. What's your point? And the first round we played of Towerfall, she won, so automatically it becomes <laughs> her favorite thing in the entire world. Please show me a game of the likes losing. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to get good at it, Jack. I like Smash Brothers a lot. I've played, I played the one on the Wii. I guess Smash Brothers Melee. No, Brawl on the Wii. Brawl? Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so I played... Melee is on the GameCube. All right, Melee. All right, yeah, okay, so I've been playing it for a while. The only one I didn't play was the original one for the 64. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. If you go back and look at that game now... Bad. It's it's all 64 games look horrible now, though. But, um... My, I, I enjoy it. I do. And it, it's it's awesome fun with four people. My only thing about it that I've always said, and I still stick to this, is that I find the controls to be a little sticky. That Man, when We're going to get into a fight right now. <laughs> do you, th- you think that oh, the kidding. controls are super smooth? Yeah. I think that's one of the best things about the game, is, is, mm. is the control interface. Um, I, you know, that game is one of the most responsive games I've ever played. Um, I, and I'm horrible at regular fighting games, like combat combo fighting games. Yeah. So it's perfect for me because it's just like smash the stick, hit a button, you do something cool. That's what I want. But there's just so much uh, insanity happening on screen at one time that it's great. I mean, I've had, I mean, I've played, you know, eight hour long sessions of Smash yep. Brothers with, with friends. Right. You know, that's just, the problem I have with that. Actually, is I really can't tell what's going on. Yeah. I have no idea. But I've got people shouting at me, "Ha! Oh, I killed you." Yeah. I have no idea if I'm dead or not. Yeah. No idea. And that's why I love Towerfall. Is I know exactly what I'm doing, where I'm going, where I'm trying to get to, how I'm going to try and get that person. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about it. Just so we're aware, when we do get around to playing Smash Brothers. When we played the original... It's not happening, Justin. Oh, well, well it's happening. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> Multiplayer madness. There will be a game of Smash Brothers played. When we played the original back in, was 98? Mm-hmm. We felt it was like, we're not dying enough. So what we did was we amped the damage to 1.8, and <laughs> we've played every game, every round really? that's come out at 1.8 damage. And if you think you die a lot now, mm-hmm. everything kills you. Yeah. And then it's real chaos. Right. That sounds not as fun to me. Oh, <laughs> trust me, it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, with Smash Brothers for me, it's always it, no no timed matches. I don't never do timed matches. It's oh, always, and, always and for stock. us, and for us, there's no throwing because if you throw, it's an uh, instant kill. Oh, really? So if you get if you throw when we're playing, it's like, well, yeah. there's the door. You yeah. can see yourself out. <laughs> who's your Who's your? I was your, just gonna ask who's your Who's your, your, uh, who's yeah. your horse? Uh, it was Ness, and then when Brawl came out, I went to Game & Watch. Ah. Dude, everybody hated it when I played Ness, because I was so fucking good with him. Oh. Ness is a powerful character. Yes. 
Game he's got that Sonic yo yo. Oh, Game yeah, Watch yeah. just flips pancakes at you. Yeah, Game Watch flips digital pancakes at you. <laughs> I could never, I never got into him. How could you not? You, you love pancakes. How could you not <laughs> want to play his Game and Watch? I just, I. He's the most annoying character. He just beeps, yeah. puts up a bell when he's taunting. <laughs> yeah. I was always, uh, I was a, a Link man and a, um, what was it, Sheik? Oh yeah, Sheik. Yeah. Slash Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I uh the the Game and Watch, I, I learned how to play the Game and Watch because it came to a point where I used to play with my friend Brad all the time and we had a point where we played so much that it was to, to pick our own characters unfair. was unfair. Go. So it was just always random. Yep. Right. And if you won and it, if it was four of us, it's four people on random. If it was against the computer, computer on random at the top level of difficulty. Dr. Mario and Peach. Yeah. <laughs> the worst characters to play um, against. I've had to do that with like um, Mortal Kombat. Is I got banned from playing Sub-Zero. So yeah, I hate people would only play against me if I played a different character. Because mm. it, it's true. Once you know those moves, yeah. it's like you can kill anyone. So we would hit random and then we just play. And we do random stages too. If we got one of like the horrible stages that was you're more likely to die because of the stage than the other players, we'd we'd skip it. But we would do that, and so you get players like Game and Watch, and you have to learn how to play them, you know, or a game, yeah. something like you know King Day Day Day. Oh, or, that's exactly who I was thinking of when you, you know, said like, who do I not want to get? Yeah. And it, he was always the character I would. <laughs> yeah, o- Olimar is a really tough. Olimar is to play a tough as character well. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he was rough. Yeah, so we do that, and then if you won the match, you got to pick your character. But you could you uh, but you couldn't play the same character twice. So you you would. I like those would, rules. Those yeah. are cool. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it kept it kept it moving. Uh, but Pikachu was my character. Ah, little bastard. I know that because the number of times you've Pikachu'd at me yeah. and thrown me <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> that lightning move is great because people because the game it's so funny because that game people are so ingrained like they just want to jump they want a platform platform I'm gonna jump over your head and they try to jump over my head that lightning is coming down on your ass and you're flying <laughs> off that board I'm sorry do not try to do it it's like it's so annoying I'm like well you know don't do it <laughs> did you ever um you ever use the level creator creating levels or or, or either or play levels that people created yeah a little bit I, I i found that i could play some other people's levels and it was okay no if i tried to create my own levels they were just horrible you know i tried uh going to some of the creator content in disney infinity mm. on the the ps3 i got the whole setup and everything i'm a huge huge disney fan um I, the game is great the presentation's great it's a little bare bones on like once you've done the main story mode unless you feel like being creative right you're like shit out of luck for mm-hmm. things to do yeah which is unfortunate especially given how many characters they sell just as is for the toy box like i have the frozen characters and a, and a couple of other ones that once you've activated their like special discs or whatever you're gonna have to hope that either somebody else has made content or you're feeling you know really ambitious right and you're gonna make like a whole snow level i played one that was a it was like a fun house and it was so meticulously plotted. It was genius that this guy placed every platform just far enough that if you weren't on the edge of every platform that you jumped to the next one, you would miss it. Mm. Like you had, it had to happen one particular way. There are traps on the floor. If you stayed on the floor for too long, they went off. Just really, whoever did it knew what they were doing. Right. And it was a fun house. So you would be walking and all of a sudden tiles would drop out of the floor and you would drop into a whole other part of the level and it was gigantic yeah and in the end you could actually zoom out and check out the whole thing and you ever see that movie uh science fiction movie cube mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah yeah it was like that <laughs> it was like that with wow. all these different you know interlocking rooms and stuff like that rooms that shifted it was brilliant mm. um 
give me more levels designed by that guy. Yeah. And you'll get me coming back all the time. Yeah. You know, the rest of it seems to just be like shitty half finished racing levels and yeah. like Mario like one that. one stages. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody creates one one. Like I, the ra- the rainbow road that goes nowhere. <laughs> I can't do uh like uh create a what's the word I'm looking for here? You Where do. you make your own stages. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I can't do that at all. Like I, I don't have the patience for it. Little Big Planet. Um, Love Little Big Planet. I, see, I like playing Little Big Planet, but I don't like making my own stuff. I'd rather play other people's stuff, and I don't have like the patience for it. So like that game's it's, coming out on Xbox One, Project Spark. Yeah, can't like I have no interest in that type of stuff. The part that kills me about making levels isn't designing the level itself; it's setting all the parameters. For like yeah. you know, step on this, it goes to this power source. This lights up. This activates. Just like it's almost like doing like electrical wiring yeah, for a is. house. Yeah. You know? It's an awesome tool if you if you have any interest in designing levels. It must yeah. it'd be awesome. If you're like a like you know, if you're twelve or thirteen and like you have a dream to be a game designer, yeah. it's be a really cool thing to do. But yeah, I don't have that I don't have the time or the patience to create something that was good exactly, that I yeah. want to put out there. I do like playing other people's levels. Like I loved that first couple of weeks with Little Big Planet where I, I would go into the the UGC and just go through and yeah. get cool, cool levels to, to play, see what people would do. But um, I played a couple of cool Smash Brothers levels. I played a, um, I believe it was like a Metal Gear Solid inspired level, mm-hmm. um, and just cl- I played a Castlevania level that was oh, really that's cool. cool. That's cool. Um, that's a good question. I guess because of, because he's Capcom, why they wouldn't haven't brought any of the Belmonts into yeah. the the franchise? They do some. I mean, they're doing Mega Man for the new one, which I'm really excited. Yeah, about. he's like perfect for that. Yeah. And they did Snake obviously in the in the last one. It's so funny the Snake level. You know, it's called it's called Shadow Moses Island, obviously, mm-hmm. but. You know, Brad is also from Long Island, but he lives in Boston. So every time we would come on, we go Robert Moses, which is obviously a you know a parkway and a and a park here in Long Island. And everybody who wasn't from Long Island would be like, "Why the hell do you keep calling it Robert Moses Parkway every time it comes up?" I was like, "You don't get it," but it happens every time. Uh, are we? I know I am. Are we excited at all for the the Wii Fitness chick being in the game? I think it's a cool idea. Like, yeah. I mean, I, that's what the cool thing. That's the great thing about Smash Brothers is this bizarre, crazy shit that they do. You know, in those games, like Game and Watch is a completely crazy character to have in the game. Who knew it would ever work? But it definitely worked. I'm more excited about Little Mac. Yeah, Little Mac is awesome. Oh, uh, I forgot. Yeah, I saw the trailer. For, he looks pretty badass. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. And uh, they have uh, what was the other one um, from Mario Galaxy? Oh, Rosalina. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. With the little star. She has yep. a little star buddy there. I want uh, I want the trainer, the coach, to come flying out for Mac for an assist and yeah. tap him on the shoulder a little bit. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, Jackie, Mario Kart's coming out before that though. I'm very excited. I do love Mario Kart as Me well. Me too. Saw a trailer for Mario Kart uh, yeah. yesterday in GameStop. That game looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's going to be a fun wait. multiplayer. Oh, that game. we are. You're going to have to come over at like six because <laughs> that's going to be a long time playing yeah. that game. So I'm looking over at Jackie right now. You guys can't see. And <laughs> since we're talking Smash Brothers, and she's just la la la. What do you got in front of you? What is that? I have notes from Skyrim. Tell us about them. I've written down every single spell I currently have for every <laughs> single section of it. So my conjuration, my restoration, my alteration. So then when I come across people who are selling spells, I know which ones I already have. It took me quite a while to figure this out, but I've, yeah, I'll put a uh, screenshot of it on Twitter later because it's it's really handy little tool. Um, Just saying. How many hours have you put into Skyrim, Jackie? Oh, actually, today I thought... <laughs> Because I heard Rob ask on last week's show, yeah. I was like, let me go in and have a look and tot it up. 
So I've on my third playthrough, and today when I looked, I had 664 hours. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, so I played for two hours today because I thought it'd be really neat to be able to like 666 hours. Planet so now, yeah, now I have 666 hours invested in Skyrim. Have you ever investigated the, uh, the vampirism in the game? Yes. Do you like it? No, I hate it. It's my least favorite part of the game. I don't like when you go into a town, people just attack you randomly. It's really <laughs> annoying. But that's my one of two achievements I have left to get is my 11 vampire perks. So I'm going to have to suck it up and do it at some point. Suck it up. Yeah. But today, I was very excited today because not only did I get my 666 hours, I got my legendary dragon achievement. I got my master architect achievement. And I got my thousand gold bounty in every hold. Congratulations. Like, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, I've officially put 666 hours of my life into Skyrim. That's a month. That is a it's real, is that? month. <laughs> it's a month of time. It's 28 days, full days of playing Skyrim. I cracked 100 hours and I was like, I can't, I just, I can't, like, I can't I go anymore. The Do way you- I see it is there's part of me that's a little bit ashamed of it, but there's another part where I think if I put 666 hours into a vocation of some kind, I still would not be a dragon slaying warrior queen. You know, I could be a really good bank teller, but who wants to be a really good bank teller? I want to slay dragons. What's your character name? I can't even remember. Oh, come on. 666 attention. hours and you don't know the name. I think my first one was just my name. And then this one, I'm Artemis. Okay. All right. Warrior goddess, you know? All right. <laughs> Whenever I play RPGs, I, I, call, I name my character Flag, like Randall Flag from The Stand. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's a good one. one. Yeah. yeah I usually... If it's a girl, I usually run with Pandora. I always think that's fun. That's uh, a good one. Yeah. And I would I would give a guy's name. I never pick guys. Mm. I am always the female characters in every game I right. play. I just if I have to spend hundreds of hours <laughs> with a character, you better believe it's going to be a girl. Yeah, so. I switch well, on. We can't off. see him anyway. So. I, no, well, no, it's it's yeah. much more than that. It's not. I don't want to sound shallow and, and <laughs> ridiculous. It's. My thing is this. It started with Street Fighter, with Chun-Li. I loved, Oh, she is a great character. I loved not just like her lightning kick and, and her... Um, this was before she had the fireball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the thing about her that made her, in my opinion, better than anybody was two things. She could jump off of walls, which was fantastic. Yeah. And she had that, and if you timed it just right, you hit down and medium kick, and she would do that little stomp on the head but if you got it when you were jumping up and you hit it then you can get like four hits on a person jump off the wall do it again and just totally legitimately cheese right. the hell out of them and then come down with a lightning kick and people fucking hated me i would grab them <laughs> toss them with my shoulder and just nah. and i like female characters because i like having faster characters as opposed to more strength based characters right i find them more strategic i think they're more fun um they you know they do this bullshit thing where they don't allow them to carry as much equipment because they're girls and they can't handle it it's such skyrim's completely equal in that respect i just well they've done away with that since i mean it's even uh when i popped in uh uh, mercenary kings last night Mm -hmm. uh the first character i grabbed was the girl yeah you know um i tend to play a guy a lot of the times just because i don't like how their armor fits when you got boobs yeah so you know they look better with male characters that's all that was very true. (laughs) um i'm curious before we move on i just thought of this question i might as well ask it 
what are does anybody have any gaming like rituals like what do you what do you do when you're settling down to to play a game for for whatever period of time do you have like a specific setup that you have like what do you do when you're playing absolutely jackie's shaking her head all right jackie Jackie, how do you how do you get ready to sit down for a good game all the cushions up one end of the couch so i don't have to turn my neck Mm-hmm. in the wrong direction because after eight hours of playing you get really bad neck ache if you're not looking straight at the tv yeah i hear that so i do that nice big cup of coffee which serves two purposes one good one bad the large cup of coffee keeps me gaming into the night unfortunately it means i frequently have to go to the bathroom which is very annoying when you're halfway <laughs> through a fight so that's that's my ritual coffee cushions on the couch clang clang oh whoa, wait whoa hold on i gotta pee <laughs> exactly I, I was saying to justin earlier there's been many times playing skyrim where i will literally spend an hour doing the pee-pee dance on the couch because i don't want to have to go to the bathroom i've seen your pee-pee dance <laughs> yeah I, I will do that rather than actually standing up and going to the bathroom it's an impressive dance it's tribal in nature <laughs> um most recently i decided to pretty much move all of my gaming stuff into my bedroom so i've got this really sweet situation where I've got one of those um, like pillows that's kind of cornered and you could prop it up. And so I put the one pillow behind me. I've got a regular pillow behind that. And then I've got another smaller pillow for my neck. So I'm all comfortable. Uh, and I get to sit on my bed now instead of sitting in a beanbag chair or, you know, the computer chair I sit in all day in my uh, in my living room. And I got a nice TV in there. It's about like 37 inches, maybe 39 inches. And uh, I got my PS3 and my PS4 in there. Uh, my cat comes and joins me. I got a coffee table right next to it. I usually have, you know, a little bit of coffee, Red Bull or, or some, some And it has to be tea. right next to it, right? Because it's really important that you're able to reach for your coffee without looking away from the screen. Oh, well, that's what right? I do when I'm reading yeah. text and, and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And uh, I have these fake torch lights that I got from Ikea like several years ago and they still work that when you turn them on they flicker so it looks like my room is like a like a little dungeon and uh yeah i just i just chill in there and uh it's good times justin i've seen your re- meticulous and and luxurious man cave but what do you when we're not there how do you like get down um well typically i get into the nude Oh wait! Sorry, <laughs> wrong question. He's um, like Xbox. You know, <laughs> I'm st- you said that to me the first time that I asked you this Ooh. privately. I did. Yeah, you did. Well, that joke's old. I should come up with a new one. I don't know. I'm starting to believe or that. Or it might, uh, be, true. might be true. Yes, we should twitch that. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to do that. Uh, I'm pretty simple. I just I, I come in. I kill lights. Um, it depends on the game that I'm playing, but I like to have my laptop open on the coffee table in front of me. If I'm trophy hunting for like collectibles or whatnot, I'll have the laptop running like a, a walkthrough, so that way I can, you know, get my trophies. Do you only use them if you don't know how to get the trophy? Um, yeah, for the most part. Um, I'm the same. I, I'll Google it if I'm stuck on something in yeah. particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for like collectibles and stuff, if I'm like really interested in getting that platinum trophy or whatever, I'll just I'm not even gonna mess around. Collectibles, I'm not gonna search the levels for them. That drives me crazy because right. I'll search and search and search and still miss them. Yeah. Uh, then I'll just have a drink and uh, kick my feet up on my couch and play for however however many hours my son stays asleep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bobby? I don't really have a, like a ritual. I guess I just sit down on my couch i mean it depends like if i'm if i'm sitting if i'm sitting down for what i know is going to be a long session like when you're playing dark souls what do you do but you're more inclined to like jump on for an hour when you have an hour yeah yeah a couple hours here a couple hours before i go to work in the morning like you know an hour or so when i get back before i go or when i go to uh, before i go to bed when i'm sitting up like dark souls 
I don't know. It's like I, I just like I go in like a dark hole of a, of a, of a man. But you get I, your stress ball out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, I mean I usually just have a drink. You know, the next you know, not a, even an alcoholic drink, which is like a soda or something. And just I, I when I play games, I kind of I get so kind of transfixed when I'm playing. I'm not yeah. really doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. You know, in the morning though, definitely before I go to work, I have a cup of coffee. You know, I just go. And, and depending on the game, I do sometimes if it's like a game where I'm kind of. If, if like infamous where I'm like getting like collectibles after I beat the game, I'll put on like a podcast or something while I'm playing. Right. Right. Because I don't care about whatever they're saying anymore. So right. Do that as well. That's a good idea. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Not bad. So there you go. Um, get back to a little bit of news. There was uh, we're recording this on Wednesday evening, so there was a little bit of news that dropped today that uh, Amazon is getting into the the gaming market and the all in one. Uh, television system market with their Fire TV. Uh, it's going to be, it came out today, so uh, with this Wednesday, it's going to be available by the time you hear this. And it's a streaming box for $100 uh, that hit the market. And what it's going to be is a device that uh, kind of like Roku or Apple TV, and uh, they're going to have such services on it as Netflix, Pandora, Hulu Plus, Crackle, and more. Uh, HBO Go and Voodoo will are not planned to be a part of the system, which is unfortunate for all of you uh, Game of Thrones and uh, it's unfortunate True Detective on the Xbox fans. One that it's not on there yet. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh, for is that it on the too. Xbox One yet? No, oh, I still wow. have my 360, so I can watch HBO Go. It just came right. to PS3. Damn. Yeah. Right. So what they're going to do is uh, with the system, they're actually going to offer you. Uh, it's not just a television watching device or a movie watching device. Uh, it is trying to unify the living room, much like the Xbox One, in that it's going to be a game system as well um, by way of apps that you can purchase for the system uh, via online. And uh, the controller retails at thirty nine ninety nine, and uh, it's going to have free games on it. And it's going to have, uh, I mean, the pricing points for these games are pretty uh, interesting. You got $0.99 cent games, a $1, $2.00. Uh, three dollars. So this isn't this isn't a competitor for any of the consoles. This is for I don't think so. Like a competitor for iPads and you know like yeah. App I think games, it's a competitor right? for like Apple TV. Yes, yeah, exactly. Or Roku. Right. right I yeah. mean, here's like here's here's a, uh, just a little sample of uh, what you're getting. Like free games, you'd be getting uh, Despicable Me, Minion Rush, The Walking Dead, the complete first season for free. That's pretty nice. That's actually really nice. Uh, Hungry Shark Evolution. But again, it's nothing you can't get on Netflix. For like eight dollars a month, you know. All this in regard, kind of, in regard like all to the, the TV shows or anything TV they stuff, offer, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV stuff. But well, it, it, Netflix or... is is an app that's available for the right. Amazon, so you can just get Netflix yeah. on your your Amazon Fire TV. I think the problem they're going to really have long though, it's like, <laughs> yeah. But again, the problem they're going to have is if you have any kind of modern day TV, Blu-ray player, console, and they offer all of this stuff already. I can't see like what the competition, you know, Amazon is going to have a hard time competing with Roku and Apple TV, which are already in the market. Well, I mean, from from my, my estimation, from where I'm sitting, I mean, $100 yeah. is a nice price. For... But isn't that pretty much the same as Apple TV, right? Yeah, Apple TV and Roku are the same price. Yeah. But I mean, the, the big standard here is that Apple TV and Roku, and Roku has a little bit of it, yeah. but it's very, very simplistic. The the the, the amount of um, the gaming section of this Amazon Fire is going to be huge. Okay, so I that's mean, what they can offer you past what Roku yes, and Apple TV yes. do. I mean, they're selling a controller 
like, right. like, like a yeah. full-fledged yeah. controller it looks like an xbox controller that yeah, it does. You, you can play with right. it right um you know they're they're offering all the games you can play you know on your ipad or an android device but they're gonna offer them on your television yeah. right you know with this thing and also other games like an exclusive game yeah yeah like you well. don't you don't have to sit there huddled up on your couch you know yeah. cringing over your phone you can have a controller in your hand right. and you know actually speak to people around the room while mm-hmm. playing you know flappy bird or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yeah are so, they doing anything extra for Prime subscribers? They said anything about that? Uh, I do. I I don't know if I read that far into it that they'll be yeah. doing that. Um, like I, I said, this is just a huge game that. list. Right. Uh, the games available uh, ranging up from free to eight dollars so far. Those are the that's the highest price point, and the eight dollar game is actually NBA Two K fourteen. Yeah. Uh, oh. For eight bucks, but I mean, for you know, for five dollars, you can get Sonic the Hedgehog four episode two, The Cave, Tetris. Uh, Virtua Tennis Challenge and you know board games for the family in case you want to get more of these controllers and you can play board games with your family uh, raw here you go Jackie Rayman Fiesta Run for three bucks <laughs> yeah. and uh, I mean for for people that like to like let's say oh there's something called Fantastic Four in a row <laughs> that tripped me up for a second uh, I mean I would imagine because I know people that like I we were talking about mobile mobile gaming right like 3ds and mm-hmm. and Vita and stuff like that. When do we have time yeah, to definitely. play those systems? I I don't. I've had Bravely Default for like pretty much the week it came out, and have put all of maybe eight hours into it just because I don't sit there and play my 3ds on my couch. This is the opportunity for those kind of people that they like the smaller games, the bite sized games that they can get this system that's just in this house and it you know in their house and it streams all these premium services but you can also pick up a controller and you can you know get a round of uh, i don't know kung fu fight i'm just reading shit off here (laughs) fist of awesome for two dollars uh mystery case files vacation vexation uh mystery castle hd episodes one through five so you know there's an opportunity for like the super super casual gamer to get games that they enjoy quickly on the cheap like you're talking about playing video games before you leave for work in the morning bobby if if people that like to game like like let's say a businessman or something like that has to go to work at x amount in the morning but likes to play games really quick and while they're eating their breakfast they want to play like a racing game really quick just to wake up and wait for their coffee to brew and shit absolutely this is their opportunity to do that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i i think that uh, what, first of all the, what, it, what it points out to me is i i i don't understand what apple has been waiting for because this this is the market they should have jumped on years ago right the apple tv has always been something that they have, they've had trouble selling even when they knocked it down, you know, when it first came out, that it was a, it was a luxury product. It had a like huge hard drive in it. It was meant to be kind of a media center. They knocked it down to the streaming box, which made it ninety nine dollars, which sold it more. But they still haven't been able to really put it in everybody's house, you know, because they were late to the game and in, in getting the price down. And now they're late to the game again. They have the most robust gaming library of of any of these people, of any of these companies, and they and they still haven't seemed to get get it together. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great idea. I think that. It's an it's it's another place to play games. It's a place that it's it's something that I think, uh, especially you know for for families, it's something like yeah we're gonna spend a hundred dollars on this game machine. But look, it all it also streams Netflix, it streams Hulu, does all this stuff. We already buy less on Amazon anyway. Like you know, it just 
it fits within a, 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 a impulse by market to get gaming into the living room, which I think is always needed. Instead of having a $400 console, it's $100.00. And it's even it comes with gaming, but it's not this thing that you have to focus on yeah. completely. So, hmm. I think it's I think it's a cool idea. Interesting. I hope I hope it does well. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have any plans. So it's funny that that we're talking about this like it was just announced and it's actually available. Like if yeah. I felt like it, I could go right now and mm. purchase one for a hundred bucks. Yeah. But I don't have TV. Yeah. So and I I pay for Netflix the eight dollars. I have not used my Netflix account mm-hmm. probably four months. So I should probably stop paying for that thing. <laughs> uh, Everybody always says, oh, it's on Netflix. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. I use Netflix every single day. It's like, I I, 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 I can't. Me too. The only time I turn on my cable is when there's a show, exact show that I want to watch. I never sit there and flip through channels anymore. So I have Netflix, Hulu Plus, and Amazon Prime. So between the three of them, you can always find something. Yeah, me too. And the the thing about it too is that the, the the gaming thing has to be the the go for some people here because I have literally, I'm not kidding you, I'm not not, uh, underestimating this. T- at least 10 devices in my apartment yeah. that can play Netflix, Amazon yes, Prime, abs- me too. and Hulu Absolutely. Plus. Everything does it now. Yep. Right. So in that way, it's tough for them to get into that market. And, and even and even the Amazon stuff isn't exclusive to their mm. console. Yeah. So the gaming stuff has to be the hook, I think. It's the extra hook to get people to buy it. You know, I didn't even think of this, but... Uh kids as well because yeah. yeah you always see parents handing their kids mm-hmm. their cell phones because yeah. those play like the little the little yeah. games and if you can purchase instead of going to GameStop and getting your kid who doesn't really know how to play like the more robust and complicated games with all, the, all these things yeah. all these different controls but you can get them you know I don't know dog park makeover five or whatever <laughs> the fuck you know and just while you're making breakfast or getting them ready for school and they're just you know waiting to, to leave you can have them throw a controller in their hands absolutely yeah absolutely you know justin i'll be interested to see how this thing does it it reminds me a lot of the ouya which is failing miserably I, I understand it's more powerful and there's yeah, other features on it other features on it but you have to think for for the cat the extreme casual gamer who likes to game on their phone what's stopping them from picking up a controller to play one of the other consoles it's the controller uh, you know if you hand you know my dad can play angry birds you put a controller in his hand and it's like you've handed him something in french and spanish right. and latin mm-hmm. he has no idea how to use it right so here we are we're going to pick up this 100 dollar box and you're going to put it in the in the extreme casual gamer you're going to put it in that market and they're going to figure out how to use it how well consider this what if Nintendo is is apparently going to be getting into the mobile market. We're going to be seeing, you know, at least three free games from them within the year, and they're going to be maybe releasing stuff like something like the Virtual Console for mobile. What if they had a Nintendo app or a Nintendo channel on this thing, and they released like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and you get all those people that have that nostalgia for those games that they're going to be purchasing them at five dollars a pop? Yeah, the the games I heard that were coming for Nintendo. Um I thought that they were more towards, um, like, here, play this free game that has, like, you know, it, sure, it may star Mario and something, but it was yeah. to entice you to buy a Wii U. It is. It's like a demo. That's yeah. Sad. They're not releasing okay. any, full, any full Mario games, any full any of their big games on any mobile platform. But- and they would never do an Nintendo app because... They're not gonna let. They're not going to let like somebody else reap the benefits of it. Yeah, right. have, have their, okay. You know, because the Amazon will get a cut of that if they did that, and they don't want that to happen. They want to resell you that game for the fifteenth time. 
They yeah. want you to buy Mario again from them, not from somebody else. You but- know, uh, Sony's actually doing a micro console like this in Japan. It's called uh, PS Vita TV, mm-hmm. and the box is literally the size of your iPhone. Yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to let you stream your Vita games right right to the TV, Yeah, and it's failing miserably. It's a, it sounds like a great idea, but like nobody's interested in picking these things up. I don't up. even know it was out yet. It's not out. Well, it's here. not out. It's not no, out in the states. Okay. It's Japan only. Where like when they announced it, everyone's like, "This is a great idea." I mean, you could play your PlayStation Four games through there. It could yeah. stream yeah. it right to it, and it's not selling at all. Right. These micro consoles, to me, they're great. They're great ideas, but the actual execution of them and getting them into people's hands, not that good. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Like yeah. it's just announced today. I'd love. To, I'd love to see the sales six months from now. Mm-hmm. The thing about it, though is you have to. You have to remember something though. They're not playing in the market that PS Vita TV is playing in. They're not playing in the market that Ouya is even playing in. They're not playing in the market that Microsoft or Sony are playing in. They're playing in the Roku Apple TV market, which is which is it's exclusively a streaming box. But it also happens to play games. Gotcha. You know what I yeah. mean? So they're not. If the games thing doesn't work out for them, it's gonna suck. But it's not. I mean, the thing doesn't even come with the controller. You have to buy the controller. Oh, see, I did separately. I was under the assumption that it was coming with the no, controller. No, it, it, it comes to like a stream box, and if you want to unlock that kind of gaming stuff, you have to buy no. the the controller. So in that way, I think that they're very safe because they're a big. Amazon's a huge name. Amazon's a very trusted name. It's just as trusted as Apple, you know, and it's more trusted than Roku. So I think that they have a big opportunity to get into that market, and then if the gaming stuff takes off great that's like a bonus to them bonus it gives them an added value because if you go am i gonna buy an apple tv a roku or this amazon fire uh tv right uh they're all the same except i can play some of the games i really like on my phone on my tv on this thing and you know i I can kind of it kind of trojan horse this gaming system into into my living room without having to explain to my wife or husband why i'm spending five (laughs) hundred dollars on a console you know so I, i think that that way it's very smart but I think looking. This is why it's a weird thing because exclusively a game machine. I think it's not going to factor in as much. I like that Trojan horsing. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, Remind me when uh, we got a we got a listener question later that's uh, that deals with uh, physical versus digital. But I want to actually I want to add to that and throw streaming Mm. on top of that and ask you guys some questions. But um, so yeah, so that's that's the uh, Fire TV from Amazon came out today or rather yesterday for you guys if you're listening to this on debut uh we'll see mm. hopefully it does well yeah you know uh, best of luck yeah unless it sucks and then hopefully it doesn't do well but yeah. we'll see what happens <laughs> so uh let's talk about some games justin yeah. what'd you play this week what did i play this week uh i beat second son and I don't know if you want to have like a group discussion on Second Son. I think what we should do is if we're gonna have we're gonna have spoilers and we're gonna talk Second Son endings. I know I want to. I really want to hear Bobby's mm-hmm. gripes about the boss. Um, maybe we'll settle. We'll settle this after the regular show is done. We'll um, which we call it after the the closing song. Mm-hmm. Have we'll, a spoiler we'll have a, a spoiler, a brief spoiler yeah. cast for you guys. Yeah, so if you want to hear our thoughts on the ending uh, of Second Son, uh, you know, stay tuned for yeah. that. I mean, generalities for people who maybe think about picking up the game. Yeah, you finished it. We talked a little bit about last week. What did you, it, Steve? I finished. It yeah, last we could, week. yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. Let's you know yeah. what? Let's do general impressions, yeah. and then we'll get to spoilers yeah. after. Okay. I liked it. Um, I think it's uh, the best uh, infamous game that's been released so far. Um, you are crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it that much. I definitely have my issues with it, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about later. Um, but as far as game mechanics goes, I think it's uh, after playing it. Uh, I was up at fifty percent last week, so after finishing it, I think that the game it- uh, mechanics work beautifully. It is gorgeous looking. Yes, I agree with both of those things. Uh, the story is. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with the story. Um, I I didn't uh, like the story as much as I liked the first two games. But as like throwing everything all into the same basket, I I think it's the best infamous game that's been released yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, uh, I re- like I really liked the game a lot. I think it's a ton of fun to play, and I do agree with you. I think the different power sets that you're given, I think, make the game more interesting to play than than those those first two games. As far as just pure mechanics and visually, obviously, the powers. The third power you get, the video power, is is awesome. Like it's just- I I thought that was the best power I've had in any game I've ever played. It's very very cool. You know, uh, I like it a lot. Uh, my problem with the game, and you talked about a little bit this before, is that I do feel like the size of the game, and not even the length, just the size of the encounters and what you're doing in the game, I think is much less interesting uh, beat to beat. Yep. And I kind of, it kind of, it hadn't worn on me yet when we were, when we talked about it last week. But after finishing the game, the the things you had to do, like the the ways that you opened up areas and the side missions you had, like we talked about last week, they no. started to wear on me. I was like, I don't want to do these anymore. No, I just, just wait till you go through your second time. Well, I'm not going to go through a second time. Oh, you're <laughs> well, not? No. Oh, see, see, that, uh, see, that sucks. Yeah. Cause I, I don't want to play it anymore. I played 15 hours of it. I'm good. You know? No, I know. But see, he, here's the thing. I did the evil karma, mm-hmm. and you guys both did the good, good karma. karma yeah. having, uh, go, having gone through the bad karma playthrough, and playing because I have been playing the good karma playthrough. Mm-hmm. The story is so much more dynamic in the evil karma that I I feel like you guys are, I mean, missing out on aspects of the game that could possibly make it better for you story wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, both of them should be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think and a lot of my problem is like I I like Delson as a character. I like that he loves being a superhero. Um, I just feel like I, he has no struggle to me. You know, he he starts his thing, he gets the powers, and he goes, and then he's just doing it. You know, he's having a great time. He's thing, he runs up against a couple enemies, and you know he has trouble beating them, but he just does it. Uh, mm-hmm. And with Cole and the other games, I felt like I was watching somebody struggle through two games, learning to use his powers, coming to grips with what he was doing, you know, overcoming huge obstacles. And in this game, I just didn't feel it. I also felt like. They give you all these powers in Infamous Second Son. The way you can switch between them, I, I just didn't like it. Very hampering. It's very hampering. I want to just, look, I know it's gamey. I want to build a wheel and be like, okay, now I want to use neon. Now I want to use TV. Now I want to use concrete. Now I want to use smoke. I don't want to have to find a source. So, and I know they probably did it because they were trying to balance the game so you can just rampage through the game. Yeah. But it made those encounters, which we talked a little bit about last week, where if I'm a superhero, I don't want to... Go into an encounter, fight, 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 run away to the top of a building, get my health back, run back in, fight, 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 run away. Run, you know, like, I, that's not fun to me. That's... Yeah, that's, the constantly draining of powers. Yeah. Is, yeah. If I'm a superhero, I want to be a superhero. Like, yeah. I want to go in there, I want to be badass. I don't want it to be, I don't want to just be able to take, you know, be a bullet sponge, but I, I should be able to pretty much get through my encounters without having to be... That's just my, my feeling about no, it. No, I hear you. And... You know, I tweeted about the boss fight, and we don't want to get into the particulars of what actually happens, but my problem with the last boss fight in general is that Infamous Second Son is an open world game where you get to run around these buildings, use these powers, you get to that boss fight, you're in a little room, 
where mm-hmm. you're constrained. You can't. There's no vertical. There's no verticality. Yeah. You're in. You're in like basically like you're on one side of the room. The boss on the other side of the room. Yeah, it's super cramped. And you guys gotta fight. And you 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 lose. You don't get to use the other powers. You have to use your the new power, which we talked yeah. about last week. And I didn't. I was like, well, what if I want to use the other powers that that I got d- during the game? Nope. No, it's scripted for you. They wanted you to do it in a certain way, right. which to me is just like I've, a big. Ugh, I fucking like, hated the, the the distribution of those powers in that the way that you got them mm-hmm. after you you take from the cores. This is not spoilers. Yeah. Um. The the cores are left where you where they landed yeah. essentially. So during this very cramped final battle. You're constantly having to watch out for these generators that yeah. are stuck on the ground, and I got caught on them and hmm. died because of them several times. Yeah. It's very frustrating. There's a few times where I fell through the geometry of the level, where the thing. Oh, I didn't experience that. Hit That's... me through the, the the level. I was falling like I could. It was like you know, you could see like the shape of the room above me, and there was like yeah. water below me, and I was oh, falling. Yeah. The unfortunate thing with that, um, for people that don't know, I probably have. I haven't even mentioned this on the show. Um, I used to work for. Uh, Bobby loves it when I bring this up. <laughs> I used to work for uh, Acclaim Entertainment uh, quite a number of years ago and made a bunch of shitty games with them that we'll get into some other time. But um, unfortunately, things like that, it's just, it's bad math. Mm-hmm. And there to try and recreate that and, and, you know, isolate it and figure it out mm-hmm. is so time consuming and so hard to do that when something's like that, they have you spend like maybe an afternoon on it and they're mm-hmm. like, have you gotten it to do it again? Like, nah, like, fuck it, move on. Right. It's a known shippable. Yeah. It's a bug that they know is there that they, they, they ship because they it would take two, it would destroy 18 yeah, sh- other things. Shippable bugs. Yeah, to fix it. The thing about it was like, if, I could understand if I was in that big open world and I fell through something, I could understand it. I'm in a little room that you created just for this boss fight. That should be it. Should be optimized for me to to yeah. me to fight in it. The, the other thing about um, so that was that. So also, I feel like I'm closed down in this room and I can't do all the things that I've been doing for the entire game. You know, and to me, that's it. Reminds me of when I played Deus Ex: Human Revolution, which was a game that is an awesome game where you have all these choices. You know, to, to you, know, you can be you can be stealth, you can be action, you can you can decide to kill these people, you can decide to not. You have all these choices. Then you get into a boss fight and you basically have one way to defeat the boss. You know that doesn't make sense for the rest of the game that you've designed, and that's what I felt about this boss fight. And and you're talking about the other infamous games. That boss fight in Infamous Two, where you're fighting the beast and it's walking through the city, and you can you can go anywhere you want in the city at any time. You can jump on buildings, you can ride on cars, you can use cars to throw at it. Like that boss fight is epic and amazing, and is like this is what I want in an no. open world game when I'm fighting a boss. I don't want to be forced to do a traditional video game boss fight where I'm just in a room with somebody and I just got to kind of brute force them because there wasn't even a lot of strategy in that no. in that boss fight. It was just like, get lucky one time when you beat him or find an exploit. That's basically right. what it was. So such it left a bad taste in my mouth, you know? For a game that I really did enjoy as far as just moment-to-moment playing it, a lot of fun, but the last boss fight, it took me like 25 times to beat What'd the What did you think of the, the boss fight before that? Yeah, the, the, when you got the video power? Yeah. It was actually my favorite boss fight in the entire game. Yeah. Well, I, there was only, what, maybe three? There was four. There's kind of four because you fight that smoke dude again. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just a bullshit chase, yeah. though. Um, and and Fetch was that was, a, that was just annoying. Yeah. So that, but I like that. And it's funny. It's probably the most traditional of all the boss fights is that I feel like I was in a Devil May Cry game when I was, when I was playing it. Yeah. But I really liked it. It was the one where I felt like, okay... I'm getting to use all of my powers the way I should use them. You know, I'm getting to jump up and down. It's a little bit of a weird world that you're in, but I, I liked it. You know, I, I would, that was a high point for me after getting that power. See, like, this comes back to me 
it is, and it's the conversation that we brought up at the end of last week, mm. do we like boss fights? Right. For me, the answer is a resounding no. Mm-hmm. Not because I find them challenging or anything, but it's just like, um, all right, I guess, I, I don't want to jump into two, to spoilers, but I, I wanted to talk about that boss fight where you get the video power. Mm. You can talk about it. All right, mm. so you're in this boss fight, and you're on these platforms that are falling and you fall in and he's like, oh, it is lava. Of course it's lava. It's a video game <laughs> boss fight. Like, it, it, it's the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's the most simple thing they could have done. Mm. Every boy, like most video game boss fights have, oh, don't touch this. Mm-hmm. It's lava. And right. he actually says that loud. Oh, it's lava. Right. Like that yeah. drove me crazy. I it's like the most stereotypical, uh, why can't I say this word right stereotypical? now? Stereotypical? Yes, thank you boss fight in the game and like I hate those things it takes me out of the experience the experience for me is going around the open world using my powers the way that I want to that part that game that game's amazing Mm -hmm. the boss fights in this game they just pull you out of the experience yeah I still the parts I do like I like more than any of the other games Mm -hmm. but the boss fights and, and boss for me and boss fights in general are the worst right all right I'm I'm a boss fight fan so I disagree. Should we just throw down now? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, it's perfectly fine. No, I'll give examples of great boss fights, uh, you know, further down the road. But um, the thing that I find funny, you mentioned the lava thing. I like how Delson is unable to touch even just a drop of water, yet he can wade through lava to get back onto one of the other platforms. That's one of those things. That, I mean, in infamous the first two of his game, it made sense because he was electricity powered. So if he got in water, it would hurt him. Yeah. This one, he just goes in water and it's like, do you want to return to shore? Hit the button. Yeah. I'm like, so why don't you just return me to the shore? Why do you even give me the option yeah. of you, uh, sitting the- in the water? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'd like point. to stay here yeah, for a little bit longer, please. Yeah. Nothing. I'm going to contemplate what I did wrong. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know. See, the problem for me with boss fights is there's always one at the end of the game. And we'll use Infamous as an example here. You have this terrific open world game. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You want the last thing I rem- I'm going to remember from this game is this ridiculous boss fight mm. which when i play it on hard i know is going to drive me insane right why is that the last memory you want the boss fight it's not like this is a game of boss fights there's mm-hmm. like two or three and the last memory you want me to have and a lot of games do this is this crappy boss fight right yeah i don't know i, I think it, it makes sense for some games mm-hmm. like in dark souls it absolutely makes sense yeah. yeah like they are they because they are the change up from the constant grind of going through the same level over right. and over and over again right get this boss you're like whoa this is yeah. crazy it's huge and the uh the zelda games always have that same rhythm to them yeah it's avoid 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 hit with the weapon you just found in the dungeon yeah you gotta right? hit three times. <laughs> Yeah. That's always and it's always with the thing that you just found yeah. in yeah. that dungeon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. That's, I don't mind it in those Nintendo games, though, because it's like it's the way their rhythm is, and it's just the way yes. they are. It's and tradition. They're, and they're not painfully hard. They're just kind of like different-looking enemies that you beat pretty yep. easily. Yeah. Yep. But it's cool. You know what I mean? Um, Zelda kind of being the outlier, because Zelda has some pretty awesome boss fights. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, it yeah. does. See, the thing in this game is I thought the last boss was designed. It was a cool design. Oh, yeah, it looked awesome. It looked great. I mean, but... It's just frustrating. Yeah. Like, why is this the last thing you want me to remember? Yeah. I don't think we're even going to need to do a spoiler. No, I don't think so either. I think we did, we did a pretty good job being... Um, we're, we're not getting into the details yes. of the story. Yes. Which if I don't think we even need to. I mean, if, you're, if you're playing this game and you've come across a boss, you know, you know, you already know at the, at the beginning of the game how it ends. Yeah. So you know that you're going to have to fight the big boss at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah. The whole That's thing's not, leading to yeah, it. The yeah. whole thing is taking you there. Yeah. It's just for me, you know... The way Infamous 2 ended, mm-hmm. if you're playing the bad uh, on the evil mm-hmm. side, 
that was like that's a really good ending because yeah. the last thing you're gonna do spoilers yeah. is you have to kill your best friend yeah that's the last thing you do yeah. that no. sticks with you yeah. more than let me jump hover dodge shoot yeah rinse recycle repeat yeah I know see, I agree with you that that was brought up drip me crazy see the end of I'm I'm really curious to find out what the good karma uh, ending was because. I I loved 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 the final moments of the Evil Karma playthrough. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like before the credits hit, those last. Th- and b- by the way, I I'm wondering if it's the same song. It is at the end. Okay, because it, um, it was like I was slack jawed. Like uh, what? And, uh, and okay, then, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be going platinum this game now. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna find mm-hmm. out what that evil ending is. Right. I, I know what it is. I, I I heard about it. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's not yeah. anything close to that. In, in the I was in like, the good he's ending. not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, there's some really good moments in the game. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple of moments that I think. There's one moment especially I think it, it is is very emotional and done very very well. And because of the facial animations being so spectacular. All the emotion in the game works really well. I think it's one of the. I think it's the best performed game you know I've ever seen as mm-hmm. far as just pure tech of facial animations. Right. Um, I think that Troy Baker, who plays Delson, does a fantastic job. I like Fetch as a character, even though I don't really like her uh, her uh, her kind of storyline that much. I think it gets a little bit ridiculous. I can't stand her accent. Uh, I hate that accent. I, you know, I, I, but I think that all of the the performances are great, and like you said, really fun to play. Just don't stick me in a room. All the boss fights are like that. Put me in a room and make me have to do things I don't have to do at other points in the game. Which is the only reason I like that TV video, the, t- the video boss, because at least I'm kind of doing the stuff that I do in the regular game. I'm jumping from platform to platform. I'm mm-hmm. using different power sets. Yeah, they give you options. To yeah. take them on. Yeah. You know, the other one... I think like Justin said earlier, you want to you wanna have it be... If this is how the game plays, the boss, the boss yeah. level needs to be in keeping with this, the whole start of the game, right? right? It can't pull you out of the game. Yeah. So if the whole, it's an open world game, mm. the boss level needs to be an open world yeah, boss level. absolutely. And I think yeah. that the, it's interesting because it, they want a crescendo, right? They want the story to end with a punch, so they feel like they have to design it. Uh, and you look at a game like Skyrim, right? Which, Skyrim is Skyrim, no matter what, what you're doing. You're yeah. playing the, the last boss, or, or the the, the, regular, the most regular enemy, you're still going about it in the same exact way. Yep. You have your same spells, you have the same environment, you can decide to do all the weird, crazy stuff you do at any point. And for a lot of people, that leads to in Skyrim being like, oh, okay, the story's over. Like, I beat it. Like, there's not, like, a big moment, right? I laugh at people that say, I beat Skyrim. Right? <laughs> I beat Skyrim. Because the game goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. but, so I think there's, there's a fine line to tread, you know? But I think no. you yes. need to stay true to your design in order to make the last boss... Good. I hate it because yeah. we, we saw this negative stuff. I really did like the so did I. Oh, like, I had like a I said, blast I still with, with all of its flaws, I still yeah. think it's the best one with Infamous Two being like mm. right behind yeah. it. It's my favorite as well. I mean I don't remember I obviously don't remember Infamous One and Two as, as well as you guys do. Uh but I did have a blast playing it. I really, really did. And it between the the you know, motion capture and the performances, uh the music was really good too. Yeah. There were times when, when the music was cool. And I still enjoy the final boss. I just, there are things about it that, that anger me. And it's funny because, you, I mean, when we had last talked about it, I had just beaten it. Mm. And then hearing, you know, your opinions and mulling over it for a couple of days. And you get to kind of wonder about what you really did. Right. You know, because I, I shotgunned to the end of that game where I did, I 100%ed and I had nothing left to do but beat the game in story mode. Right. So I went straight story. And so it was, you know, the 
the energy and just the pacing was all there for me. That was one thing after another. There was no, you know, find out a piece of the puzzle, go and take care of a couple of cameras, spray paint a couple of things. I did all of that already. It was all just like, let's go to the end. Mm-hmm. And it was, a you know, building and building and building and building. And I just, I still, I had a really good time with it. But thinking back on that final boss, uh, some frustrating aspects of it, not really being able to see what you're doing, kind of praying that as you're moving, mm-hmm. like if you have to, I'm trying not to be spoilery, mm-hmm. but you have to, you have to be evasive. Yeah. You have to be really evasive. And there are times when you're being evasive where the, the final boss is still all up in your face mm-hmm. camera wise, and you haven't had the chance to swivel the camera yet. So you're just like, you know, phasing between its legs, mm-hmm. so to speak, and ending up on the other end. And you're not even there yet. Yeah. Like you have no idea. You better hope and you better know the pattern too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I also. Have such a hard time with the evasive ones. Like yeah. I'm a warrior class the whole way. Hack and slash, hack and slash. Let me ask you this before we, before we move on. Cause I want to, I want to get Jackie talking about uh, some games, but did it bother you at all that you didn't get the final power until the end? Uh, it did. I mean, I already knew it was gonna happen because of what you said last week, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it did yeah. bother me a little bit. You know, I, I, it's a pretty cool power, and I would like to have a chance to use it. I have still stuff to do in the world, so it didn't bother me as much. All Actually, right. I left stuff to do in the world, especially because of what we talked about okay. last week. You know, but so I didn't didn't really bother me. But I wish I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with the power. You know what I mean? I got. No. I had ten hours to get comfortable with the other powers. No. I wanted that chance to like know how to use it. Right. So they ask you to use this power for the final yeah. boss, and you literally you just got it. And here's yeah. something else that you have to keep in mind. I started the boss with that new power and was super unfamiliar with it spent 15 minutes with it and then i realized crap i have all these blast shards and then if you go in it's like you can upgrade this power that you just got bobby didn't have any blast yeah. shards. son of a bitch if you're i going, didn't do that right. until after the yeah, fact right. i could have paused the game and yeah. done it right there. but they don't tell they don't tell you that there's yeah. like no like hey mm. guess what upgrade this if you have it so here's a tip if yeah. you're going into the last boss and you know that you're going to be doing it, Shit. get some blast shards. I think you need 12 to upgrade the things to defeat it faster right. that you really need to. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, like, that to, like that's just a silly thing that yeah, they that completely overlook. Yeah, that mechanism is annoying. I, like, yeah. I, I find that on um, a lot of the Assassin's Creed games mm-hmm. is you can be 85, 90% done, then they give you the rope dots. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's really irritating. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I really, oh, I'll, so this closing thing uh, about that last boss. It no. would have been awesome if I'd be able to switch between powers. Because, you, you know, I would love to have been like, be able to run around the walls with a neon power, like, you know, rope a dope it a little bit, slow down time, <laughs> you know, you, use the slow down beam a little bit, switch the video, go invisible. You know, if, if you were able to use all of those power sets on it, it would have been awesome. It would yeah. have been a completely different fight. Exactly. I just, that's what I wish, because that's what I wanted to do. And I couldn't do it. Would have been pretty funny. Be like, you know, somebody's smoking in the corner of the room, still yeah. some smoke from, or you got to smash the computer mm-hmm. to get the smoke to pour yeah. out. Yeah. You can grab the video, yeah. you know, from the other side of the room. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and wouldn't it be nice if you didn't even have to grab the powers from someplace? Absolutely. The whole point, the whole time, the whole game, he's like, I need to get all of these powers so I can fight this person and beat them. The tagline for the game is enjoy your power. And yeah. for 90% yeah. of the game, yeah. They let you, yeah. except you know what, for the last 10%. Yeah. You know what would have been nice? Um, if the touchpad on the controller, if you could, like, just how, like, you press in to drain, mm-hmm. but to switch your powers, if you swipe up, left, right, been down. Awesome. I would have yeah. loved that. But, yeah. again, awesome game. If oh, you have a PS4, if you have a PS4, play the game. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. 
But yeah. that last boss fight drove me crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> my favorite game uh, on the system that isn't on other systems, as far as exclusives go. Right. There's not many, yeah. so it's not, you know, I'm mm-hmm. saying a whole lot. But it is definitely worth lot, lots and lots of fun, gripes aside, great game. Yeah. Okay. Totally. So, Jackie, you mentioned Assassin's Creed before. Yes, what it's an interesting doing? little segue with the exclusive thing. It's kind I, of my Freedom Cry story. I loved the shit out of right. uh, Black Flag. Well, see, the thing is, I got Black Flag. Assassin's Creed, for me, is always a, a day of release purchase. Yes. Uh, you know, since since the first one came out, I've always got it on the very day it came out. Did you out. play the third one? Yes. all Every single one. Did you like I've, it? No. Okay. <laughs> really like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when this came out, it came out in the 360. So I bought it the same day. Really at that point had no intention of getting the Xbox One. So I was happy to have the game. Play- I've played it through twice. When I saw the DLC came out, I'd heard through the grapevine that it was a standalone game. So I was like, awesome. I'll get it on the Xbox One. I'll play it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I feel a little bit better about not getting Assassin's Creed 4 on Xbox One. So I pay for it. I download it. I can't play it. It says installed. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Why isn't it working? So you need I, the core game. Yeah. So I text Bobby. And I'm like, all right, I can't find anything definitive about this, but I'm having a problem. He's like, oh, you need the game with it. So it's a, basically it's a PlayStation exclusive. To be able to play it standalone is a PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. So he's, I, I joke with him and say, oh, well, it'll give me something to bitch about on the podcast. Bobby texts me back and say, oh, you're going to bitch about being stupid? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> that's not exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing exactly a tad, but that's basically what I said. basically what he said to me. Yeah. So rather than phoning Xbox Live and getting a refund, I traded in a few games, got, AC4 for the Xbox One instead. So I'm like halfway through the DLC. Um, if you've played Black Flag, mm-hmm. it is, it's more Black Flag. It's, there's nothing um, dynamic about it. There's nothing particularly interesting about it. Right. The Radiant Quests. If you've seen one runaway slave, you've <laughs> seen them all. You get to the point where you're just like, well, you know what? Good luck, dude. Off you go. I'm not helping you. I've had enough of this. Let me ask you a question. You said you traded in games. I traded in Dead Rising 3. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But um, here, do, are they not offering the upgrade anymore? Is that done? No. I no, actually no. traded in the AC4 for the 360 and Dead Rising 3 and then paid like an extra $14 to to get the Xbox That's One. That's pretty much what wow. it would have cost. Yeah. Minus yeah. the trading in. It was like, I think it was like, Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, I, yeah. They still do like the season pass thing. So if you have the season pass of AC four right. on the Xbox three hundred and sixty, you can transfer it over to the Xbox yeah. One. So if you have a PS four and you don't have Black Flag, yeah, you can play exclusively it. on PS four. You could download three and PS three. Yes. So on the PlayStation platform, yeah, you can download. DLC is standalone. That's, that's yeah, I interesting. Yeah. yeah, I got it. And yeah. I, I played. Th- I played through about half of it as well. I yeah, think. yeah. Hmm. And again, it's okay, right? But you get kind of annoyed with the well, I get this, slaves I get running everywhere and slaves <laughs> being tied up everywhere. And it's like, oh. there's some cool things that the game does. Now, look, I think that <laughs> you don't want to free the slaves. They get annoying after a while. It's like, come on, yeah. I've got to do everything for you. No. Run away. <laughs> the people who play Jackie, who, the blackest of hearts. Yes, who's who played uh, Black Flag? You know, you're not Edward Kenway in Freedom Cry. No, this is like 15 years later. You're mm. his first mate. Yeah, at a Wale. You're at a Wale. Yes. Yeah. Was Agbaje? <laughs> Uh, you're Adewale from the game, so you're his first mate. You're an assassin in your own right now, and y- you you kind of there's you know there's a plate of slavery going on, and yes. you kind of stumble into being kind of a savior for these people. Yeah. Um, what the game does, which I think is cool, is that it's not a 
this is the this is an end of the world situation. This is not a you need to take on these people who are destroying the world. It is a very like very very small story, which is I need uh, he need he's just trying to do everything he can, and he's saving maybe a hundred people yeah. out of hundreds of thousands who are in slavery. But he's just trying to do whatever he can as a person to to free these people. The game also has interesting stuff where. Assassin's Creed 4, when you'd go on these, like, plantations or whatever, yeah. if you got seen, they would call guards to look for you and hunt you. Right. In this game, if they know you're on the plantation or they expect you're on the plantation, they start killing the slaves. Which, again, at first you feel really bad about. After a while, you're like, oh, well, there's still, like, five left. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, it becomes a game, but I think that... <laughs> exactly, that's my point. But, uh, but I think the interesting mechanic, because it's not an empowerment mechanic, right? It's not a, okay. you're in trouble, it's you have to protect people. You know, it's it's a your actions are directly resulting in the deaths of the people you're trying to save, which I think is a very interesting mechanic to, right. to put forward. My interesting mechanic is the fact that he has a machete this time, which is a shitload of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. And a blunderbuss, yeah. which is also the blunderbuss awesome. is great. Yeah, yeah. It, and there's a couple of like new animations for like that finishing move mm-hmm. that are a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. If we ever find out that Doctor Who is real. I'm going to pull him aside and have a private conversation with him and ask him to bring you back to Time to Slavery. <laughs> yeah. just, just plop you in the middle of a situation, see what you do. See, this is the bad thing. When I play something like Skyrim, I have a real hard time not being the hero. I have a hard time killing off that person that's followed me around for 20 hours. But you have no problem leaving When I slavery. play Assassin's Creed, I like nothing more than stabbing people through the ears with my blades. Like, I, it just makes me happy. <laughs> I restarted my uh, Skyrim save. Yeah. 15 times to bring Lydia back. It's like Lydia died, reload, save. Right. Yeah. I did that so many times at the end. After like hour 85, I was like, you could stay dead. Yeah. That's what I had one guy follow me around. I swear to God, sounds like Brian from Talking Movies. And like, yeah. Sounds exactly like him. Followed me around for about 50 hours of my game. He was awesome. He was killing people for me. <laughs> then I came across one of the Daedric quests where I had to sacrifice him. I felt really, really bad, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I stabbed him in the back, but I felt horrible about it. I felt really good when I got the achievement for it. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you know, I mean, it's Assassin's Creed. So there's some yes. cool stuff they do. There's some really impressive stuff, like that thing on the ships at the beginning when they're burning and you're jumping from ship to ship is a really intensely visual yeah. Experience, yes. yeah, and it looks great on the on the new. The oh, new it consoles. definitely does, yeah, yeah. Um, but it still has those things like you have to follow people around. You have, you have to, to pick up so. the slaves and take them to a safe place. Yeah. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of these quests that suddenly pop up. You know, you you do your viewpoint, mm. and all of a sudden there's like 15 runaway slaves, and there's 15 of them that are tied right. to the side of a shed or something. You need to go. They have more them. like open sea battles. Not that I've got to so far. You can go out to sea and you can raid slave ships, but most of the missions are centered in the same place. I mean, I'm like 50% done. Do they have like new diving areas or can you it's kill like see, manatees? But I haven't been able to shit. open up anything else yet. It's a very small area. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's... Cause, How I mean, much is the DLC? It's It was 10 bucks on the Xbox. It's one. 10 oh. bucks as an add-on. It's $15 yeah. for the standalone. Yeah. It's probably like three or four hours. Um, so Assassin's Creed is my next game. It's my first it's one I'm jumping into since mm. yeah. two. Yeah. Do you, you recommend that I play this? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, Shadow yeah. No, not not yeah. four, because I, yeah. I I know four. Do you recommend that I play the DLC? Um, if you have time, I say I don't think it's necessary to play it at all. If you're satisfied with AC four and you play that through and you play that hundred percent, there's not going to be a part of you that's left wanting to play this DLC. 
You know, um, AC4 is a good enough game that you're going to you'll be satisfied by the end of it to just leave it at that. What kind of completion did you do in AC4? I got about 89% before I just I said screw it. I think I was coming up to 100. The only the only thing I, I had every single piece of the whatever the hell it's called, those little crystal things you yeah. collect. Yeah. yeah, I had every bottle, every chest, every treasure map. Yeah. Everything apart from the four ships in each corner. Right. Because they would kick my butt every time. But mm. everything else, I had every collectible and yeah. yeah. The only thing that I didn't get, um, and it was a glitch and which was which was really what drove me off because I was hitting that game hard. I wanted that one hundred percent so bad. And then uh you needed to one of the hunting achievements you had to get the white whales. Mm. Right. And there was a glitch where you had to be on the on the you play like Ubisoft yeah. Uh, yeah. server and it was only activated at certain times and you needed to do it with friends and just all this shit. And it bothered me because when I was playing the game solo, I saw the white whales at right. least, at least five or six times in my travels and never once was given the opportunity to get them then and there. Cause mm-hmm. I would have just done yeah. it then yeah. that you had to be on this server and the server was always broken Oh, and, I always have trouble with the, yeah, the They never play. bothered to fix yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was it was one of those things where I needed that for my yeah. 100%, right. knowing that I couldn't get it. I, I gave up the fight. I was yeah. like, screw it. Yeah. I played Assassin's Creed Black Flag for probably like a week solid, like a lot of it. Yeah. You know, I played for five, you know, probably like three to five hours a day. And it is it's a beautiful, beautiful game. No. It is. That. But I got like yeah. 25, I got like 15, 20 hours in the game and it was like, you have 22% completion. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, like you I, do, you do get to the point where you're sailing on the high seas and it's gorgeous and beautiful, and you'll go past 15 islands where you can see a little thing glinting. Yeah, and at first you stop at every single one of these islands. Mm-hmm. You do the five minute swim from your ship to right. the shore yeah. to right. get, and then the five minute swim back. Yeah, and then after a while you you do get sick. Like I I was grinding to get those last few bits. I was sick of going around and finding those last few bits. Yeah, I, I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I like him as a character. Character. I like, He's I like how, than Connor. how fun he was. Connor you know? was Kenway, awful. Kenway, Edward Kenway, yeah. Kenway, um, Constantine himself. The yeah. guy was playing Constantine is the voice yeah. of Edward Kenway. Nice, uh, but it was the complete antithesis of Connor. He was, yeah. That I didn't was... even play three because I heard about how like oh. boring it was. Um, yeah, but you know, he re- he reminded me more of you know Ezio. Which yes. I think was the good thing yeah. about him. But. The only video hey. game character I've ever loved is Ezio. Is Ezio? Yeah, yeah. Adore him. Mm. Um. Bobby. Yes. Moving, speaking of, well, he's not an assassin. He's more of a, uh, a vigilante of sorts. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Arkham Origins Blackgate Deluxe Edition? So, yeah, not an assassin at all. Come on, Steve. That's what I said. He's, no, no. he's, he's a vigilante. Don't kill nobody. <laughs> Batman. Batman. Uh, so, um, this is uh, when they released Arkham Origins for the 360 and the PS3. Uh, and the Wii U, I guess, they were also released this handheld version uh, called Blackgate uh, for the 3DS and for the Vita, uh, developed by a studio called Armature, which they have a crazy story, right? Because they, the guys who made Metroid Prime, that leads on that game, left Retro Studios to make form this studio called Armature, and they didn't really make anything. Uh, they tried to a couple things there's this kind of uh, weird demo out this this test footage of a first person Mega Man game they tried to make with Capcom uh, so they finally landed and, they, and they, they made this game which is kind of a 2.5D um, Metroid style game 
it, and it's it takes place, I believe, right after the events of Arkham Origins, and there's a, a breakout at Blackgate, and you go in to try to quell it. You know, the, the inmates have taken over the prison. It, they just released it as a kind of an HD-ified uh, version on, on the 360 and, and the PS3, mm-hmm. and I got a chance to play it with Capcom, not Capcom, Warner Brothers sent over a review uh, code for us to play, and uh, you know, I was excited. I was like, you know, I, I, for all its faults, I really enjoyed Arkham Origins, and I was excited to see that story continue. And I, I love the Metroid Prime game. So the guys who made those games making another game also exciting to me. So I downloaded it and I booted it up. I played about forty-five minutes to an hour of it. I don't know how long the game is. I'm guessing it's not that long considering the platforms that it came out on. But I played about forty-five minutes to an hour of it, and I think I played just about enough. Really? Of the game, yeah. Now, first of all, it looks way better than I expected it to. It looks much more like um, Arkham Origins, the console game, than I expected it to. Uh, the, the textures are pretty nice. The animation is decent. Um, but that's that 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 kind of nice surprise is also part of its downfall because when you're popped into this world, especially if you've played Arkham Origins uh, or any of the Arkham games uh, on on the, on the consoles. You expect a certain range of movement. You expect a certain flow and style of gameplay. And this is kind of a strangled down version of that style of gameplay. Hmm. Like I said, it's 2.5D, so you're, it's, a, it's a 3D environment, but you're kind of stuck on a 2D plane. Um, so most of the time that would be fine, but the movement... When you're in the 3D environments and you're looking around and you see like a, a ledge to your left... You kind of want to try to walk to your left to jump up on the ledge, yeah. And you can't because you're stuck in a two D a two D plane. So the fact that it looks like that Arkham world, but you can't move around it, is just a little bit jarring. It feels like constrictive. It feels very constrictive. Yeah. And actually, that's the way the game was this game was designed, but it feels very weird when you're playing. Well, here's my here's my question. Yeah. I um. I want to ask you about the combat, but before I ask you about the combat, um, you were talking about the game last night on Twitter, and so I went to go and check out a trailer, and I noticed that the game it looks extraordinarily dark. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously, it's a Batman game. It's Arkham, so it's going to be atmospherically dark, but it looked like dark, dark. That the combat, not only did it look pretty bare bones or clunky, but it looked hidden. That when he was going around uh, jumping or sliding underneath enemies, that the lights were out in a specific area. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see Jack in that trailer. I don't understand why, for the life of me, that they included something like that mm-hmm. in a in a gameplay trailer. That would not make me want to play that game. Right. Um, you know, I didn't notice that. In my, I, again, I only played about 45 minutes of the game, so I, I don't know if those, those parts come up. But that the, the, the play style of the game... And I love Metroid Castlevania style games. If this was a, a Batman game that was just that, I would be ex- extremely <laughs> excited, you know, about right. that. If it looked and played like almost like that Strider game that came out uh, on the on the consoles a, a few months ago, super excited about that. But the range of movement when you're walking you know, kind of this 2D plane is very slim. You, you're walking what seems like the size of a handheld screen, and then all of a sudden you have a barrier. You have to use your you know your gadget or whatever your gadget to get up to the ledge or get over a, a barrier there's not kind of these long hallways and multi-tiered platforming areas where, where you're, at least not yet where you're dealing with you know different enemies and, and constricted areas where you can't get certain places because you don't have the right power up yet and that may come but the game definitely has not put its best foot forward 
in, in, in its first, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. <clears throat> it starts off, you 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 know, you meet up with Cat, Catwoman is robbing a place, and you've never met her before, and it's your first encounter with her. And the first sequence is you chasing her up a building. But it's a series of you walking, like, ten steps, then shooting your grappling hook, walking ten steps, shooting your grappling hook. She says something, like, pithy to you. You know, like, why don't you give up, you know, whatever. And, and then you're like, okay, and then I go, I walk ten feet, and I do another grappling hook. I fight a couple enemies. Rinse and repeat. <clears throat> and and then they're kind of they're kind of bookended by these uh, 2D kind of comic book cutscenes, you know, and uh, not even really even motion comics, just kind of still panels almost, which are are decent looking, like the way Infamous used to do it. Yes, exactly the way Infamous used to do it. Uh, not quite as good. Not the, the there's not as much. Con- I, I think the ones they use in Infamous, the, the the kind of remnants of what they used to do, still look great. Um, there's not as much energy in these at all. So you feel like if they want to do that stylistically as a choice, they need to do it well. Yeah, absolutely. And the problem, too, yeah. was right, that they're doing dialogue scenes in these cutscenes. So in those infamous cutscenes, usually it'd be like a voiceover. It'd be like, I fought this guy and it was really tough, you know, basically. <laughs> in this, it's like Batman talking to Catwoman, but it's like, you know, frozen, just oh, no moving right. mouth. Right. Like, I'm going to take you in. And she's like, oh, honey, I'm in love. You know, but it's like, there's no movement. You feel like it's almost a stand-in for what's actually going to be in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not like motion comic. No, 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 no. And, oh, and wow. it feels, it's a little bit of motion to it, but it, also, you, it almost feels humorous because it's just like, someone says something really intense and they're just like a frozen figure. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work in a, in a, in a video game environment. Um, but then, the most important part, right, is the combat, right, which is the, the, the cornerstone of the Arkham games. Yeah. The combat feels okay. I will say this, it is more forgiving than the Arkham Origins combat, where I feel like you really do have the window when the counter window comes up to hit the button and and do it, but Hmm. in this first, you know, an hour, it's really just punch counter. That's all it is. There's no, you're not using any gadgets, there's not, you don't have that same kind of breadth of movement, obviously you can't fly up to the gargoyles, Um, you can't, you know, you can't do the things you can do in that 3D space, you're in a 2D plane, and you're doing what you're going to do. Um, but you have gargoyles in some of the places, and it works a little weird. You know, it just it feels weird constricted in this area. Because sometimes it will let you move in almost a 3D space. Like, it, it's, it's obviously... But it has to be consistent with that kind of thing. That's the problem right? with it, right? Yeah. So it's... You can move in a 3D space, but it's obviously constricted. I obviously could not move the way I'm moving unless I was going to this gargoyle. But you can't tell that when you're doing it because, because yeah. it's just it, you only have one path. Hmm. That's why when you try to do it later in a kind of a more open environment and you can't, it feels very strange. Then I walk into a room where the guys had guns, right? What do you do in an Arkham game when the guys have guns? You go up into a gargoyle. Yeah. Yes. You oversee the situation. You figure out what you're going to do. You start taking them out one by one. Yeah. And it's one of the joys of the game because they start freaking the fuck out. They're running around. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah. Nobody looks up. Nobody looks up. Yeah. But whatever. Oh, but where could he be? Whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll He's above that guy hanging from the rope. Because that's, that's damn fun. Yeah. Yep. I, I thought Batman always fights on the ground. Yeah. Four guys have guns. And you have to kind of like walk into a room, drop down, quickly get into one of those grates under the ground. Yeah. Before anybody sees you, which is a very like, it's a, it's a you know, a razor thin needle yeah, yeah. you know to thread to do it if you don't do it it's the same thing as all the arkham games once they've seen you you can't go hide in the grate they'll come check they it. just go shooting through the grate yeah, you know yeah so i died like three times this is like the fourth area i've been in right and i was like i i this is not fun you know he yeah. moves incredibly slowly because you feel like it's cheating yeah it's not they're not giving you a fair chance at it you know what you have to do yeah. and when they don't give you a fair chance to do that mm. 
it just feels like you're being cheated. Yeah. I, now, maybe, maybe it's only because I played all these other games and I'm stuck in that play style. But if you're going to release a game with the same name, yeah, it yeah, better absolutely. at least have those rule sets. Right. Yeah. When this game was announced last E3, I was super jazzed about it. Mm-hmm. I was like a Metroidvania Batman game. Yeah. That sounds great. Right. And then the more previews I read, I read the reviews when it came out, and I was considering picking it up for the Vita, mm-hmm. and everyone was just like, meh. Yeah. It's like, it's not awful. Mm-hmm. It's really not worth your time, though. So when I heard it was they were doing a remaster of it and bringing it to PS3 and Xbox, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll check it out now. Mm-hmm. But now that you've said this, it doesn't really seem yeah. like it's worth it. I'm going to sink some more time into it yeah. just to see because it's, okay, it's only an hour. Maybe it gets it gets much better after that first hour. But, but you're always skeptical if you're not very sold skeptical. by the first hour. Um, this yeah. was the game that they were pitching to us when we went to that meeting, right? This was we never even saw this game when we went to that. When we, we yeah, were, no, we didn't see it, but know. they they had hinted at it. Yeah, they talked about it. Yeah, I w- maybe I and maybe I played it on, the, on a handheld. And I would have more fun with it because I had a different set of expectations. I was just about to say that you'd be expecting a little less. Therefore, it's yeah, you know. But even here, I, if it has that same systems where like it, it's, it's inconsistent with its two D three D plane and kind of the combat, it, mm. it feels to me kind of janked up a little bit. I don't think I would still yeah, I mean, be enjoying I, it. I feel like we're at the point where just because you're playing it on a handheld device, I, I wouldn't expect there to be, you know, a downgrade in quality. Mm. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah these, because of the kind of devices that yeah, we're Yeah, I mean, the, v, the Vita's, yeah. you know, rocking some pretty good hardware that, I mean, mm-hmm. you, a, a 2.5D yeah. Batman game, yeah. it should be able to handle that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks good, too. This, this version does look good, I will say that. The voice acting is good. Like, it, 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 it that all works, but... And I kind of want to see the story, but the problem is I don't like those cutscenes. So I don't even know how I'm going to enjoy the story that I get right. because I'm not seeing, right. I'm not getting the visuals. So therefore, if the gameplay isn't completely dynamic and yeah. you're really into that, yeah. then what are you hanging around for? I just can't stop thinking about a Batman game like Strider. Yeah. Now that's all I'm thinking about. Right. Now that's all I want. Yeah. And this is what I wanted that game to be. Yeah. And it's disappointing to hear it didn't come out like that. Yeah. It's even more, so Strider was pretty simplistic too. It's difficult, but it's simplistic. Very simplistic. simplistic. This game is even more simplistic than that was. Oof. You know, I if they just did Super Metroid, but made it with Batman, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> just just Samus with Batman ears. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it, I hate to say, and I feel been very negative today, but I just feel like it's all right. It's not. You're being honest. It's fifteen dollars. I think it's twenty dollars actually. Whoa. I think um, right now, it, I don't think it's twenty dollars. You should spend. That's my opinion. All right. Okay. Staying on the platform train. Jackie, you've been playing some Rayman. Yes, I have. Uh, Rayman Legends, which I had actually originally played on the 360. Um, It came out sometime last year on the 360. It's one of my favorite game series. I really love platformers. Um, So I decided, let's try it again on the Xbox One. Um, Visually, it it looks fantastic. It is a gorgeous looking game. I just saw this for the first time tonight. Yeah, Mm, it's so bright. And vivid and smooth when you play it because you know for anyone that's played a Rayman game before, it moves fast. Like mm-hmm. it, you've got to you've got to be watching this game fast, and there's no lags, there's no jumping whatsoever. It's really really smooth. Um, the great thing with the transition between the 360 and the Xbox One is there are zero load times. Mm. Like that's really the only the big difference. Like visually, it's it always looked good. It doesn't look that much better on the Xbox mm. One, but there are zero load times in a game where you're going to die like 15 times a minute. Right. It's good to have yeah. zero load times. Um, 
music has always been a big part of the Rayman series. Like it was always the musical notes would get you, you'd jump on the drums. But this time round, they've really integrated it to such an incredible level. At the, when you get to the end of each world, there's a music level, a music that where every single move you make is to the beat of the sound of, mm. of the song. There's like a Black Betty, there's a Mariachi version of Eye of the Tiger, which is fantastic. It makes you want to stand up and dance while you're playing the level. Right. It's absolutely fantastic. Every time you punch, it's a drum beat. Every time you jump, it's a drum beat. When you're whizzing down a zip line, that's the long part of the, you know, one particular note. It's just so much fun. It's just so joyful. And there is so much of it because not only do you get, I think maybe four or five main worlds where there's probably like seven or eight levels in each one. Um, every single time you complete one of those, there's an invasion painting, which means it's a level based on the level that you just played, but a time trial. So you've got to get through this in 40 seconds to get all three of the things you need to get. So every time you finish a level, you get a new level. Every time you finish a level, you get a little scratch card, which are fun, because then that opens up 40 levels of Origins, Rayman Ooh. Origins, which came out a couple of years ago. So you're getting two games for the price of one. There is so much to do. Huh. Um, when you're talking about multiplayer, online playing, there's a game of the day, like a challenge of the day. There's a challenge of the week. So every time you put this game in, there's something new to do. Um, there's a multiplayer it's a really simplistic thing like a very simplistic like football game where you can kick a football around but there's just so much to do in this game that $60 as far as I'm concerned was very well spent like this game entertains me for hours right you can get it for uh 40 digital actually i think i paid 40 for it yeah. this time yeah you yeah. uh you mentioned something about being able to unlock origins or unlock yes, levels there's 40 levels of origins because i have origins on the 360 but i yep. have um was this uh legends yes okay i yeah. have legends on the pc right so do, do i technically now have legends and origins in the same game i'm not game? sure you get all of the levels from origins okay. in legends there's a 40 and i think most rayman games probably have more than that okay. so i'm not sure you get i'd have to look into it. i'm not sure you get every single level hmm. but 40 level you know 40 different levels of rayman from origins right. tacked onto the end of what you've already got in legends what's your um like what's your history with Rayman? Have you played the other titles? I played, yeah, I've always played them. I've, I, I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember Rayman? earlier, like the very first Rayman, no. and I want to say it was on PlayStation. Yeah, it was the original PlayStation, right? Yeah. not PlayStation PS1. Two, original. Yeah, so that's what I first played it on then. Hmm. And like I said, it's always been a fun game. I, I really, really love platformers. I yeah. love cartoon. Oh, I love platformers, platformers too. Yeah, so this has always been one of my favorites. But this game is just, it's so much fun. It's did, so much fun. Did you play any of the Rabbids games when they were out? I did, but like this to me is just, this is the game that gives me arthritic old lady hands. Like <laughs> I will play this for eight hours and when I go to bed at night, I can't even check my mail on my phone because my thumbs won't bend. My little fingers won't bend. It's wow. just, I'm in so much pain because I can't pull it down. Mm. And it's, this is the one that gets me biting my controller and sticking my fist in my mouth because I've fallen off that same bit every time for the last 30 tries. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, I go to bed dreaming about it. It's, I've only heard oh. great things about this game. Yeah. All the reviews have been great, but I've never really been into Rayman. Right. But watching you play the two music levels, it's like, all right, I'm sold. I'm going to download this when I get home. Because <laughs> exactly. I was just watching you play. A, it's 
we're saying it's gorgeous. It is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it really is impressive. It's yeah. oh wow, it's it vivid is something and colorful. Exactly. And, yeah. Like this is the type of game I could be like my wife. Hey, come look at this. Eye of the tiger. She goes crazy for eye of the tiger. So <laughs> yes. I'm going to show her that, and she's going to be like, give me that. <laughs> Exactly. It's, and you just, you, there's very few games where you have that much pure fun. You know, you're not interested in the story. There is no story in Rayman. No, it's just some, getting from one end to the other. Exactly. But At those some point, little uh, yellow things yeah. are ch- captured. Absolutely. You can get the lums <laughs> and the teensies, and they tell you a vague bit of story at the beginning. It doesn't matter. Just press B, skip it, get onto the levels. That's really all this game is about. It's just pure right. fun. Mm. Right. But, Justin, if you start playing on Rayman Legends, you're going to miss all of the great Rayman mythology that's come. <laughs> You'll never know why he has no arms. I'll have He's to, just floating hands. I'll have to just make stuff up and go with it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, think it, I think it shines in 3D. Much, uh, in oh, 2D, sorry, yeah. much more. I, I always found those 3D platformers to be a little bit, like, maddening. Yeah, because so. this is simple. Mm. It's yeah. really, really simple. I would call it simple. Like, I mean, Origins got really, really difficult. Well, the Legends, end. there are some levels that are like the time trial levels. Mm. There's some that I have played probably close to 100 times because I keep getting it on 41 seconds and I mm-hmm. need it under 40. <laughs> and I just can't do it. There's And there's certain bits. When you unlock everything, they give you a whole new world. And the whole new world is the musical levels from the end of each... <laughs> you missed your it, opportunity, Justin. It's, it, now it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so they give you a version of the musical level from the end of each of the worlds. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like an 8-bit version of the Black Betty level. So playing like an 8-bit version, it's all this weirdly distorted and it kind of looks old. Then the second one is there's an orchestral piece that you have to jump and run and punch to. Um, this one basically goes to white noise every two seconds. So if you didn't see what was coming, you're not going to punch it in time or you're not going to jump in time. Mm. And it really... If you've played that level a hundred times, there's certain levels on Rayman I can actually turn my back to the screen and play it because I've played it so many times. My body has the memory of when to jump and when to punch. <laughs> so it's it really is just the most fun. I would highly, highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You got. And that's it. on uh, both consoles, PS4 and Xbox. It's one? pretty much across the board. So it's on PS3, the Wii U, and I, Xbox 360. I, yeah. yeah, and from what Wii I can U. figure, the Wii U is a little more interactive. There's a character called Murphy. Where in this game, you you hit B and he'll cut ropes for you, or he'll raise or lower platforms for you. Hmm. And from what I've read on the Wii U, it can be a little more interactive. Like you can have one person that actually plays Murphy. And yeah. one person okay. that's on the Rayman. gamepad. Yeah. It was supposed to be a Wii U exclusive. It, it was announced right. a Wii U exclusive. It was for a very long time going to be that. They developed it for the Wii U. Right. And that's why it has that, that character and those actions in it. Uh, because it was supposed to be used that way. And they delayed it. They delayed it. And then when the install base for Wii U wasn't big, they decided to put it out on everything. Because that's what Ubisoft does. They, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. yeah. So you can... And, you know, I have it in the Xbox One. But... The, uh, I can't speak to how the visuals are on every platform, but right. the gameplay itself yeah. is just fantastic. Right. I mean, I'm going to check it out on PC. I, I've had it for probably at least a couple months of whenever it came out, and I just right. I haven't had time to sit down with yeah. it yet. Give it a go. You'll be hooked. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> after seeing the, the little bit that I saw earlier when you were playing it, yeah. it looks awesome. It I really love is, yeah. platformers. They're great. Yeah. Um, another thing that I love is... Uh, Beat 'em up games, mm-hmm. Streets oh, of Rage, Golden Axe. Yeah. So yesterday I went into GameStop and uh, found a copy, nice uh, 
used copy of the game Dragon's Crown mm-hmm. from Atlas and Vanillaware. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of games to play right now, but that one has got its claws in me pretty deep. Uh, for those who aren't fan- uh, familiar with Vanillaware, Vanillaware is the company that puts out these really, really just artful, beautiful games. Uh, they put out Princess Crown. They put out Odin Sphere. They put out uh, the Shin Megami Tensei games uh, in partnering with Atlas and uh, also the game, the Murumasa, the Demon Blade. Yeah, Murumasa, yeah. And uh, so I got I got Dragon's Crown and I knew Dragon's Crown was is, is kind of it's funny because when it came out, going in in GameStop and, and uh, what are you doing? <laughs> taking photos I'm of- taking a photo of the bizarre t-shirt you're wearing so everyone else can see what I'm looking at right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt uh, designed by Stacy Ponder she is a comic book artist and it's called Horror Centipede and it is it's basically the human centipede with Freddy Krueger in the best part yeah it's Freddy, it's Freddy Krueger in the front with Jason Mike Myers and Leatherface all human centipeded I, together I'm gonna tweet it right now so everyone can see it is fantastic <laughs> I love it I also have another one by her that's just Jason in a Hawaiian shirt that says uh, casual Friday on it which is fantastic uh, so in uh, Dragon's Crown for the PS3, you get to choose from any of these classes. You get to choose from fighter, Amazon, wizard, elf, dwarf, or sorceress. And I believe... Um, oh, I, okay. I said wizard. Um, first thing I want to get out of the way about this game is it is absolutely just graphically design-wise, it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. Vanillaware has this habit of making these elaborate games with all of these crazy crazy uh like highly detailed characters and animations and backgrounds and pretty much you could just turn the game on and walk around and it's gorgeous they use every color in the spectrum to make their games and it's fantastic and dragon's crown is one of those things where when i saw the trailer for it in in gamestop before before its release they showed you in the trailer they showed you like you know gameplay and it's they do the little character uh, highlights where it's like fighter, Amazon, wizard, elf, dwarf, sorceress, and they don't show you the yes, yes, we're getting to that. <laughs> they don't show you the sorceress. They don't show you the female sorceress. So there's a reason for that. Sorceress has yeah. Jackie's giving me a I face. The saggiest boobs I've ever seen in my life. That's all I can see from here. They here's here's the thing about them. <laughs> They they not only do they heave right, but they like seem to move independently of one another. <laughs> so they're just kind of you know. It looks like she can there fling them everyone. over her shoulders when she needs to fight. Well, she might. She actually <laughs> uses them as a weapon. It looks like <laughs> yes. I, I had this game. I had it for a, a couple of months. I'll, I'll let Steve finish talking about it before I jump in with what I thought about it. But right. when you're running. Those things are going in all sorts of different directions. It's like, I don't think that's physically possible. Yeah. Not without getting two black eyes anyway. So, you know, going into GameStop and see the trailer for this game, she was not included in the trailer because, of course, it's really? just, yeah, it's not, wow. it's not age appropriate. So they're not going to, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of a, a, a trope or a staple of some of these, uh, you know, Japanese games that come over here where they just, it's the art style. And to be fair, to be fair, they do it with the guys too. 
there's a guy. They have a, big saggy boobs. Too. No, they don't have big oh, saggy okay. boobs, but they've got like you know forty eight pack chests, and they like their chests take up like damn near the entire screen right. when they're talking to you. <laughs> and one of the funnier things about this, and I was cracking up. I live alone, so I laugh, you know, to my cat, and she just looks up at me, and I'm like, it's funny, right? And <laughs> I said heaving before when you're speaking to anyone in the game they're constantly like breathing in and out so when you're talking to one of the <laughs> so guys yeah like they're underneath they're like the cloak gets bigger and then comes back down bigger and comes back down so then of course when you run into the sorceress or you run into there's a there's a girl in town that will uh help appraise your items and she'll sell you you know right. magical potions and shit she's got one of those almost like vampirella get ups up where yeah. she's got the crisscross just covering you right, know the, the right. nips and, and yep. whatnot so you go into this room and she's in there and she's just like how can i help you and they're just all up in your face heaving away and it's hysterical well one of my friends favorites when i was younger like my guy friends no. i remember being introduced to dead or alive yes and them always loving this game because the game the, the fight would be over no and the boobs are still moving up and down well for like five minutes afterwards you could actually they had um you could adjust the boob bounce <laughs> really? yeah they had a slider that you could so adjust I obviously had guy friends that had figured that out and put right. it to the max so anyway not to <laughs> not not that dragon's crown is all about boobs they certainly are uh you know it cannot be denied but the gameplay is really solid. It is, like I said, it's Golden Axe, Streets of Rage style playing um, up to four players locally in a room. Uh, and also when you're doing solo, which I thought was really cool and was really unexpected, I expected to go through the game alone. Um, I actually ended up choosing the elf who is a, an archer character and she's awesome. And like pretty much right off the bat, they end up giving you poison tipped arrows, which whenever I play a game, poison is my jam. <laughs> right. I love poison. Um, like you can have your fire, your ice, your electric, give me poison shit. Right. I will choose it every time. Um, you can hire you can basically you can as you're moving throughout the world you find the bones of fallen players and you can bring them back to uh you know potion girl and yeah. she will or is it no 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 you bring them back to the castle bring them back to somewhere there's like five different places church. in town where yeah. you can church? church that's right the church and you can resurrect the characters and they'll fight for you so and it's not just like fodder characters where it's just a dude with a stick and he's gonna come out you know ooh, yeah. and poke around yeah. you actually get like full-fledged you know armored characters to fight by yourself like i got the right. dwarf and he's yeah. yelling about he wants more beer and you know he's throwing his his uh like Warhammer around and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, you got potions and stuff like that. The game is is strange and, and it's difficulty that you'll be cruising along and you'll be doing fine and you're doing combos. You're knocking people up in the air, comboing them in the air, sending them back down on the ground, the whole bit. And then all of a sudden you'll just get trounced. And I spent about maybe an hour and a half to two hours with it uh, yesterday. And I'm, I'm still trying to fit out, like, figure out what the hitbox is. And why all of a sudden, because the, there's a lot of things on screen at once and everything looks great, but because the game has such like a visual splendor to it, it's often very distracting right. that you get lost yeah. within the combat. And I don't understand why out of nowhere I have like a quarter of my health left. Like yeah. I was kicking ass just two seconds ago or I was fighting a boss and I got clipped and all of a sudden I'm like down right. half health. 
So how's this game available? Like, what's it available on? Uh, I believe it's available. Um, it's definitely available on the PS3. And the okay. Vita. And, it, it, and the Vita. I think it is It is not cross-buy. It, it's cross-save, not cross-buy. Mm. Okay. What does so that if mean? you have a PS3 and a Vita, there is games that are cross-buy. You buy one, you buy the PS3 version, you get the Vita version for free. Okay. Cross-save okay. is you can play on your PS3, and if you bought the Vita version as well, upload your save and take it on the go. Okay. All right. There are a couple of things about this game that are kind of strange. Yeah, go for it. I I enjoyed it. A friend of mine wanted to pick it up and play together, and I was all about it. You can't play together. You can't play with friends until about after seven or eight hours of playing. What do you mean? Like, there's no way to actually play online co-op without getting about seven hours into the story. And oh, so it's one of these things oh, that so makes you buy you have, your way in. Basically. No, well, wait, you like, have to activate it later? No, it's just like I, I, you have to get up to a certain part of the story, and then after that point, you can invite your friends to play with you. It's about seven hours. Hmm. And the other thing is, there's no voice chat in the game. So if you're playing with friends, right. be prepared to use Skype. There's, <laughs> really? Atlas okay. didn't put voice chat in for some reason. Whoa. Yeah. So if you and have seven hours is a long time to I, I couldn't level do it. up to the point where you can do multiplayer. Like I like beat em yeah. ups, but not enough to play by myself for seven hours. And it's nice if friends right. would come over. Fine, that yeah. as a couch co op, it's like fun. A, yeah, and in a beat em up, it's fun to open up new arenas, a couple of new characters by playing the single play version. But who really buys a beat em up game to play by themselves? And it's nice to have a single campaign, yeah. but that's not why you get the game. Yeah, that it blew my mind. It Absolutely. was enough for me not to continue with it. Yeah. Even though I was enjoying it, it wasn't enough for me to play seven or eight hours by myself to get there, to be able a, yeah. to play with a friend and yeah. then not be able to hear it's him. It's a completely valid point. I, I yeah. love things like Mortal Kombat. I can't imagine playing seven hours of Mortal Kombat in single mode yeah. before I could play with my friends. I mean, I bought That's it. I, I bought it with the mind of sharing it with people and playing it with friends. And I do have two controllers for my PS3. Right. And I know enough people that if we need more controllers, we can get them. Um, but in that regard to it being a multiplayer, like you would have to set up, you know, like hardcore sessions, like your friends are coming over for the evening and you're going to, you're going to go with dragon crown for like five hours and you're going to boost characters and you're going to build characters. Cause if you just had a bunch of people going in fresh, the whole idea is it's part RPG in that they have really, really, um, like robust amounts of things you can do. Right. You can upgrade the crap out of your characters. They have common skills and then they have um, like class specific things that you can do. Yeah. So you're not going to want to play with, let's say just for arguments, like your level 27 elf who's got, you know, multi shot and flaming arrow. And then your friend comes in and he's got, you know, <laughs> yeah. the slash of nothingness. <laughs> right. Right. So, exactly. I don't know. I understand quite how that would work as far as like balancing them out. Right, but if you look at games like Diablo, like I can come into your game if I'm a level one and you're level fifty, you know, and I'll have some trouble. Yeah, but I will. My levels will go boop, 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 like up really quick. Yeah. So, so there's definitely a way to do it. I think they should. I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but they should allow you to do it. You know, it's like when I play Borderlands or something like. If I'm yeah. a low yeah. level, I can jump into a high level match yeah. and I'll get my ass kicked. Yeah. But I, I'll. Be at least be able yeah. to play with my friend. Well, I mean, it's like it's a drop in, drop out play. Right. right. Um, I mean, quite maybe you can, tr- you know what? They, they allow you to name the characters, they allow you to save those characters. Maybe if you went through the trouble of, you know, 
let's say you played with a, with another friend. It's just two player because that's all you could get over. Mm-hmm. You guys work on two characters, and then in the future when people come over, be like, well, you have options. Mm-hmm. You could do, you know, you can be this guy, this guy, this guy, or yeah, that girl. Yeah, it does. It does do that. Now, okay. I'm remembering back now because the last time I played this, I think it was in August. But a friend of mine came over and we played it a bunch and we got each to level like I don't say like seven, eight, nine, something like that. No. And when he'd come back over, his character was saved there. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if you're gonna play this game couch co-op, which is like unless you feel like spending eight hours by yourself, it's the best way to play it. Just be prepared to sit for a while because after every round, if you're with a few people, you're going, you're selling stuff. It's one at a time. So, are you telling me that if I invited you over like tomorrow? And I said, you know, let's play some Dragon's Crown. That if you hooked up a second controller, you would not be able to play? No, 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 no. Couch co-op, available from the start. Okay. okay. Online co-op, not available until you... I, I'm correct... Uh, well, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm almost positive that you needed to beat the game first. You needed to get through the first wave of levels first. Wow. Then you could go back, because that's how this level is. It's a, gr- it's a, it's a grind. Yeah. You beat the same stages over and over and over until you get to max level, which I think is 99. Yeah. So you beat those stages first, then you could go back and play them again with your friends. But no voice chat. That's how the game was in August. I, I haven't been following it. I don't know if they patched voice chat in, why they left it out in the first place makes no sense but it was not there yeah that's harsh at launch well, if anyone has any insights into it yeah absolutely yeah if anybody's played dragon it, crown you yeah. you want you know you want to jump yeah. in on this mm-hmm. feel free i couldn't get past the art really yeah i just i didn't i didn't dig it like i mean look the actual art is yeah. gorgeous yeah the art style yeah like what we're talking about the giant boobs and the giant chests and <laughs> yeah, all that yeah. stuff right. like i'm not offended by it. i'm like oh this should not exist i just it just wasn't for me. I See, I, I'm I'm a big fan of anime, mm-hmm. and I I'm kind of used to those things just okay, being so a part of the culture. Anime and not giant boobs. What's I was expecting I was giant expecting boobs. Giant boobs. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan, fan of giant boobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that kind of thing. I just I, I see it for what it is, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. You know, for the 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 dudes that managed to sneak this past their parents, mm-hmm. you know, now you <laughs> yeah. got this you yeah. know this giant breasted witch yeah. who, you know. I, this is one thing where you know because the when you're watching the characters when they're talking to you when there's narration going on they don't really move like I said they kind of breathe and heave right. so everybody is fixed into a position and they kind of just get bigger and grow smaller get bigger <laughs> and grow smaller and there's this one thing where she comes in and she's pulling away from her chest and I I feel as if there's like this invisible string that's just pulling them along with her and they just start flapping independently <laughs> it's hysterical I don't know I get a laugh out of it you definitely think it's worth checking out though it's a good game oh to check absolutely out. Yeah. if you if if that kind of stuff doesn't bother you if you're not offended by it, and to be honest it's one aspect of the game right. there are so yeah. many other more positive more mature things it's a very well built game in a sense of that it's very deep for a beat em up cuz usually you know think of beat em ups back in the day you have punch kick throw and maybe a special move that you know for whatever reason uses a portion of your health everyone hates that <laughs> yeah. so they did it anyway yeah. or you have you yeah. know you have three and you have to find the item in a crate to get another one mm-hmm. right. this isn't like that you can you're constantly replenishing your your stash you're constantly gaining magic back you have potions and the game is really really difficult like it ramps up the difficulty i'm almost curious to like 
nail that down and find out exactly why mm -hmm. I'm dying so suddenly because I was on a roll. Right. And then all of a sudden it was just over. Mm -hmm. Right. So that part bothers me. Uh, but you are able to call in other people. You could have a four-person party while playing as one player mm -hmm. and just have everybody ripping each other apart. Uh, and there also is there is an evade button that I have yet to really explore and, yeah. and learn how to use it because you have a limited amount of evades. Oh, okay. So it's very tactical. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I like the idea of a beat-em-up being tactical. And it's cheap. It was 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's down in price. It came out as 50 I was not willing to pay fifty for it. I found it for thirty. I've like I've liked VanillaWare games in the past. Like I said, I love the art style. Sans boobs doesn't bother me yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really wanted to play it, and I'm I'm glad that I picked it up, and I'm really looking forward to you know digging in deeper with it. And I have a couple friends that I think are really going to dig it. Cool. I mean, I'm, Muramasa is awesome. Yeah. Uh, beautiful game. It came out on the Wii. It's a gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous game uh, to play. So, absolutely. I mean, what you're saying about the tactical nature of it, it honestly, like, the art, I just don't, I, I didn't dig it. And also, beat em ups in general are not kind of my thing. Okay. Like, I just, I get kind of, I get bored with them. But you saying that it's more tactical is more interesting to me. Yeah. The straight up beat em up thing, like, even like a game like Castle Crashers, which is an awesome game. If you're not playing it with friends, like it just it bored it bored me to tears. Well, you've got, you need friends for those type yeah. of games. You've got all these, you know, you've got several different classes. So right there, instead of being able just to pick from like three characters, you've got at least like five to six different classes. They're all different. Right. They all have their own moves, and it's not like they have like you can pick you can pick cards with moves on them with special abilities and put them in your bag mm -hmm. and whatever cards you're carrying is your your set right for that round and you can mix and match and you can you know throw things around you can sell things off and you're constantly finding new weapons and and so on actually i wanted to ask you this uh question justin does are you able to see different uh, items on the characters going throughout the game or is it one set thing and it's just that's it because i know a lot of japanese games they never it's like default and that's it do you remember i don't remember right. i don't want to say one way or another and it'd be wrong so i'm okay. just gonna say i don't remember all right you're allowed to do that hmm. <laughs> uh let's see here bobby did you have any other game you wanted to talk no about? i mean i played a little bit of mercenary kings but i don't think i played enough to really talk about it too much word seems cool seems like it's pretty deep you know uh it's tough uh but i'm not ready to talk about it yet so no not really well, you know what let's um we talked enough. Let's uh, let's go to some listener questions because we're actually uh, we're running a little bit on time here mm -hmm. this episode. And Justin, you had a listener question for us. Why don't we get to that one first? All right, cool. So this comes from Joe State, and he's at Joe State ADX, and he asks, "Do you try and get platinum trophies, or is beating the game good enough for you?" <laughs> and I think we'll talk about trophies and achieve. Oh, we'll add yeah. achievements in here. <laughs> yeah. I'll go first. I am a achievement platinum trophy whore uh i do everything i can to get them uh i started on uh xbox when the achievements came out and that was just it pulled me right in and i can't imagine playing games without them when i made the switch over to playstation i became obsessed with levels and i can't give a good reason for it it's there's OCD. you don't get it's OCD. it's that's all that, it is that's exactly it yep you you get something for doing something and yeah. a little thing plops up and bing you did this it's that noise that noise when you're running through a game doing what you're doing and having fun and it goes bing and you realize whatever you just did got you an achievement 
It's a fantastic feeling. I live for feeling. that noise. I live for that noise. Yeah. I think it adds achievements, trophies add to the replayability of games, which is nice. Games that I would have just beaten and traded back in, I go back and I I, I want those trophies. I want that platinum. Yeah. So I, ever since I became like <laughs> re-obsessed with this, I took a break for a while because I, after a while... I started finding it frustrating and I wasn't enjoying games as much. Yeah. I would be going for this ridiculously hard trophy or achievement and dying over and over and over again. And I, I came to realize like, I'm not having fun with this. I stopped doing it and I was like, nope, I miss it too much. I'm going back. So like in the last year, I've gotten like seven platinums, which is for me, it seems like, oh my God, that's a lot. And then I look at other people who are level 100 on <laughs> PSN and I'm level 14 and I'm like, well, sorry. That's crazy. But yeah. for me, I, I, I enjoy them. I find that they add to the games instead of taking away. Absolutely. And for me, yeah. like I have a hard time playing games that don't have it. Like I don't have a Wii U. I will eventually get one. But when I'm going to be playing Zelda or Smash Brothers and I look and it's like, I'm not getting anything. I'm not yeah. getting anything. Yeah. It will drive me crazy. And the game could be terrific and I'll enjoy it. But at the end, I'll be like, I really want a platinum. Right. Now, which ones do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the got to level 50 achievement or do you enjoy the like tomb raider killed the weird crab on the beach for no apparent reason got an achievement for it i love the secret ones <laughs> right where you're walking along and you did something and it's yeah. like bing assassin's like, creed threw money in a well well now so i'm gonna do that when i play that? assassin's creed Absolutely, Thank that you. is an achievement <laughs> i think it's on like two one or two throw money in a well secret I, achievement i have friends who don't care about them at all and right. I just <laughs> they're dead to me yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll, one of my friends will do actively try and avoid them just because he knows it bothers me I'm like what's wrong with you you should just get them they're right there for you you see that's his achievement he bothered yeah, you yeah. He, he had a real life achievement I just had a moment he here bothered his just had achievement unlocked bitch yeah, exactly. realization moment here yeah. Yeah. bothered Justin yeah, yeah exactly um, yeah I, like, I, I'm like in the middle somewhere like I think they're cool or whatever but yeah you know, when you get them, you're not actually getting anything. But for me, Other it's than more a sense a, of achievement. Yes, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's. But the sense of achievement should be uh, for me. This is the, this is my problem with them, and yeah. I I like them for some reasons. Like I like when they're used in a smart way. I like like I like some of the Dark Souls because they kind of like play around with the you idea. You said the first the Dark yeah. Souls one, right? Yeah, when, you, when yeah. you die the first time. Like I like those ideas, but in general, like you should. I mean, for me, it's like my reward for playing the game, my achievement for playing the game. Is playing the game, you know? Like, I think they're cool when they're like, you know, you know, because in, in like Borderlands, like the first Borderlands, you get an achievement for killing an enemy by jumping on his head. And it was like, you're a plumber or whatever, you know, it was like a Mario yeah. reference or whatever. It takes a long time to kill an enemy by jumping on its head. It takes a long time. <laughs> um, so, and that's kind of clever and funny to me. But to me, it's like, you know, you talk about like Zelda and stuff like that. Like, uh, for me, the achievement of playing Zelda is I played through Zelda. Yeah. You know, I, got, I, I I played a really cool story, really cool mechanics. I beat some really cool bosses. See, that's what I mean. This, to me, is like half the argument. Because right. like I said, I don't live for the ones of, that are, like, completed the first level. Right. Now you look I the, don't care. I completed the, the first ones. level. That's that's what you do for the game. Right. You know, where am I going to go if I don't complete the first level? Of right. course I complete the first level. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the ones where you're, like you know if you get all of the perks that you need to get you mm -hmm. don't have to complete the game with all of these perks but yeah. if you get all of these perks you're gonna get an achievement for it yeah but and see, it gives for, you a little yeah. extra to fight for see for me those those same things are like the are the things that I, I i i don't quite understand i just don't have that compulsion in my head like if i want to get all the perks in a game yeah i want to go the perks because it'll make me more powerful in the game and i'll be able to beat the game any easier or it'll, yeah. it'll, i have a cooler power set to play with a little pop that comes up underneath the thing that adds a couple points to a score at the top of my thing. Like, 
I, I just I don't get any uh, I, I'm enjoy gonna, out of it. I'm going to guess that me and Justin probably also have to collect every single chest in that dungeon. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah, this see, is the I difference. It's a, compul- <laughs> it's a compulsion thing. For Absolutely. me, it's like, yeah. I don't play games competitively. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I play the, all the time. What well, the hell are you no, I, about? I mean, like, not like... Competing my, with yourself. Yes. I'm competing with myself here. It's like... Mm-hmm. I want to get I want to get this platinum like I want to do it ding I got it I feel amazing nobody else cares but for me I don't really care that it doesn't mean yeah. anything to anybody else yeah, because yeah. it's like for me I'm competing against myself like can you do this can you get this yeah. in guacamole yeah. there's these this ridiculously hard parts where you have to get through to get it to get the best ending or to get there's two endings in guacamole mm. and you have to go through these torturous parts and it's like I want it so bad yeah. that I'm gonna go through these parts and play it over and over again That's just Rayman. so I could say yeah. I got it yeah, yeah. well I mean, think about like the Assassin's Creed thing right which is to me is like the is like one of those games that's a poster child for me with like there's just too much shit in the Assassin's Creed games. If I got all of that stuff, and this is the way I play games, I would, by the time I got it, I would hate the game. I would be like, I hate this game. Thank God I'm done with it. <laughs> like, and I would like throw it out, out the window or something, <laughs> getting, trying to get all those feathers in the Assassin's Creed games or chasing the sea shanties in the, in Assassin's Creed 4. Yeah, which I love when you get them because they're awesome. And like, but like, when you miss them and they go away, uh, you want to scream. Yeah. And you got to find your way back to that tree branch that Because yeah. you have to wait for it to respawn before you can yeah. do it again. So for me, like, I, I, the only thing, like, I wish, kind of, like, I like the achievements that are weird. Like, I like the weird, kind of, off the beaten path, like, very bizarre ones where it's like, yeah. you did something you were never supposed to do in this game, okay. but you did it. Like I said, like that awesome. Tomb Raider one. You yeah. killed the random crab on the beach, Mr. Yeah. Whatever the hell its name is. Yeah. And there's no reason for you to ever kill that crab or even really be walking on that part of the beach. Yeah. But because you thought to do it, it's like, bang. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the funny the, ones. Uh, yeah. The yeah. funny one, there's ones in Borderlands 2 where this guy, I forget what, what stage he was, you walk over to him and he's like, shoot me in the face. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> so you take out your gun, you shoot him in the face and a trophy pops. You shot him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's like that. fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're one, those ones are fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a time in in college on my second college where I was going to school for video game and web design, and so I was going to school with a bunch of gamers, just a bunch of dudes. That's where I, that's where the the Pokemon started. I started Pokemon <laughs> way late, and all the guys that were in my classes were playing Pokemon, and we used to have some ridiculous matches. I always always got my ass kicked, mm-hmm. always. Uh, didn't matter what I did, but back in those days, you know it. It became competitive and it became personal because we were all friends on Xbox and we were all friends on on PS3. So you wanted to be that much higher than your than your friends. And I had I had one friend, Dave, who he was. I mean, you want to talk about an achievement whore or achievement hunter? Holy crap! I should show you his profile sometime. It's ridiculous, but. Uh, he had a period where his Xbox broke and he couldn't afford to get one for like, he's like, oh man, he's like, I'm not gonna be able to get one for like two months. I'm like, shit, yeah, now it's time. <laughs> come on, man. I like, I invited friends over. I'm like, come on, we're going to attack every game I have and just get all the dumb shit that we can to beat them. And I actually, I still have the video. I came across it the other night uh, of me with like, it's switching over and getting the last achievement. Mm-hmm. I set it up, I recorded it and I sent it to him on my phone and I was like, ah, motherfucker, check it out. It was hysterical. But, um, um, 
I for a long time I was like that where I I wanted those achievements so bad and I I agree with you in feeling the hurt or the loss of playing like a Wii game or playing a Nintendo brand game where that stuff is no longer a factor that I'll play the I'll play the game and I I beat a level and I'm like waiting it I'm waiting for like that that little cookie to be like you know good job yeah. you did this and I'm like it no achievement didn't pop but I beat the level. And I just, I feel like, you know, a little bit of air out of my balloon. And uh, after a while, that started to bother me that I was expecting to be rewarded for having fun, (laughs) you know? And uh, only in recent times, like when Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, that I really wanted the platinum in that. Probably not going to happen. Um, that reminds me, anybody listening earlier, if the White Whale situation in uh, Black Flag on the PS4 has been fixed, please write in and let me know, because I might return to it. I still haven't traded it in. But uh, yeah, it's not super important to me anymore. I definitely enjoy it. I definitely like having goals. Um, but we're faced with a situation like Infamous. Like I do want to play through the good uh, Karma playthrough of Infamous, because I want to know story-wise what happens. But am I gonna be? Am I gonna go through? Uh oh, the dog is uh, snoring. Snoring. You probably can't hear on the mic, but the, the Jack has a dog, and he is like, there's a motorboat in his mouth or something right yeah. now. Yeah, sawing some wood over there, Coda. It's like I hate achievements. Yeah. <laughs> so not uh, not super important, but I do enjoy them, and I do like having goals. And yeah, when they when they pop, I do get you know a sense of whatever. I sat the other night with my laptop open after my evil playthrough, and I was like, what can I what can I grab really quick? Like I did the uh, smashing down from uh, from like four hundred seven hundred and forty meters or whatever it was, and that was some shit. Yeah, like you had to go all the way to the top of the last building yeah. and video power up twice mm-hmm. and then find the street and just smash all the way down but it was it was cool to go from that height see that's that's the kind of thing i think is cool because that's something you'd yeah. never do like that's yeah. something like oh this is a cool little thing yeah assassin's creed has a lot of those ones yeah. like you yeah. know die from 100 meters yeah. or assassinate well, from 10 one of the or... ones that i was stuck with was you know kill 10 sign spinners Right. And they're random. Yeah. So I spent probably about 40 minutes just buzzing around the city with my neon power waiting to see that little red icon that told me that there was another sandwich, you know, or yeah. s- uh, sign spinner. Yeah person see, like oh there's another one achievement hunters will look at the achievement list before and be like i need to kill 10 of these guys first thing i do where's 10 of them like yeah. see them, i know take them out. Yeah. Yeah. no i know and that's honestly that's what i should have done that's what i'm doing on the good uh good karma playthrough uh you know but just with different different goals in mind mm-hmm. but um paying a little bit more attention to it now but uh yeah i don't know I don't feel the I don't have the fever for them like so I used to. Split. Yeah, I understand yeah. it, and like I don't look down on it. Like I, just, I, 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 I like I get yeah. it, but be not as obsessive as me and Justin. Well, I think well, part of it too is because look, I think part of it too is because I know in my head I'll never get like to the hundred percent mark. I'll never do it, so I kind of just eliminate it from my brain. I'm like I, I'm not even gonna try because I know I'll, you know I'll get to my head thing with games is always, especially with any game, especially open world games. I have to do as much side stuff as possible before I finish the story because once I finish the story, that's it. I want nothing to do with the yeah. game anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I don't feel like walking around. So you feel anymore. like if you if you try to do a hundred percent every time, every game is going to be a disappointment to you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I also want and playing games. I play one game all year if I yeah. if I tried to do yeah. that. Right. So I don't I don't really get into it. Um, when I get close, I get like that itch. I'm like, let me try to get them all. Like I got really close. Yeah. The weirdest thing, the closest one I ever got was. Uh, the, the Force Unleashed, the first Force Unleashed game. 
I was like two achievements away from yeah. full, right. yeah. and I just was like there, but they were so ridiculous. They were like right. things. I was like, I'm never gonna do this. I'll I'll spend forever. Well, I'm one away from the platinum for the first infamous game. All I have to do is find the three shards around the entire <laughs> yeah. game, and I can have that platinum. Yeah. You will not catch me doing that, yeah. because at That's this stage... That's the problem I have with the Skyrim game right now, is yeah. I'm 73 out of 75, and the one I missed, I can't do on this playthrough, because right. I've already missed it. It's like I need 15 Daedric artifacts, right. which means the only way to get this achievement is probably to put somewhere between 70 and 100 hours yeah. back into a new game <laughs> to get it. And I'm like, even I, I can't do it. I yeah. just can't You're do so that. You're so close though. I know. I'm so close. I, I can't. I just can't do it. All right. Uh, I want to get to maybe just two more questions before we get out of here. Uh, this one might be a quickie because I'm not sure, you know, um, I'm sure not many of you have played uh, Marvel Heroes the way I have, but I want to ask it anyway because I have I have a contribution. Uh, Dominique McGill, who is at DonMega210 on Twitter, he wants to know what character or story D- DLC would you like to have in Marvel Heroes? Marvel Heroes is that game that I talked about, you know, the week before last. Uh, big MMO on the computer and uh did you guys do you have any scenarios that you'd like to see that game cover uh, like a story dlc yeah like a story dlc or a character hmm that's a good question somebody that's not that's not in it yet uh you want me to go first think about yeah, it yeah go first yeah all right um i would really love it if uh spider woman was a playable character i know they have spider man but she's kind of got a little bit of a different move set yeah um you could do the whole pheromone thing kind of a little bit of you know emma frost where she gets all the guys to kneel down to her you can you know zat guys and get them to bend to your will while you're webbing them up and stuff like that and uh i think it'd be really really cool kind of how they introduced asgard and they they did a couple of events with that i would love to see a spider island event in uh mm-hmm. marvel heroes yeah i think that would be really cool with spider slayers and just all the all the madness and all the 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 people are turning into you know spiders and such mm-hmm. uh i think it could lead to some really cool character designs and i would just i would love to have spider woman in the game and not just as you know a purchasable skin for spider-man right because as cool as the skins are paying twenty dollars to have a skin and a voice mm-hmm. is i mean it's a choice but yeah. it's, it's robbery right like, yeah. i i want the kate bishop for my hawkeye mm-hmm. so right. So so fucking bad. <laughs> it's nineteen fifty. Yeah. It's twenty fucking dollars. Yeah. To look like Kate. Yeah. Or the the lady Deadpool. Yeah. She looks cool. Her voice is really fucking annoying. <laughs> I don't want to pay twenty dollars for a fucking annoying voice. Right. Is so. uh is Phantom X isn't in the game, right? That no. was gonna be mine. Yeah, I'll have to come up with a new definitely one. Definitely Phantom X. <sighs> uh, awesome, like that kind of cloning, doubling power and ability to look like I just it'd be so cool. It'd be like Hold on Eva. Yeah, hold on Eva, yeah. The multiple personality type of thing going on. It'd be no. awesome to deal with uh, great story too. I'm sure there'd be great story stuff for him as well. But yeah, Phantom X definitely. That could be cool. Yeah. I like I, that. I would go with Iron Fist. I know he runs with Luke. He is I, going to be a playable character. Well, dreams answered. Yep. Uh this year. He's he's slated to be a character nice awesome and i think that if they were going to put an event in Mm -hmm. civil war if they like wanted to do something big they could do a huge civil war expansion yeah that could be really cool Mm -hmm. um yeah i actually just got the doctor strange character unlocked i got my 600 splinters and and purchased them it was a it was a haul i bet oh he came out and i thought he was gonna be 400 splinters Mm -hmm. turned out to be 600 and i had 518 so I had to, you know, gun it 
for those 600 and right. it was it was a journey but uh more on him after you know I, i've had a little bit more time with him but we'll get to one more question and if i can find it where to go Shh. there it is uh this comes from matthew odinson who is at dead underscore fet on twitter do you prefer the physical copy of a game or digital the collector in me always goes physical when given the option Mm. bobby how do you feel physical or digital does it matter um interesting first of all matthew uh, he's a listener talking comics as well whenever i read his name though i always want to call him matthew odin son (laughs) because he sounds like thor (laughs) yep so that's how i always think of him so matthew i think of you like thor but you know, for me, I'm not really attached to physical stuff at all. Like, I don't really care. Um, I tend to go game-wise uh, physical a lot as far as, uh, you know, $6 games because, you know, I, I, I want to keep buying games. And sometimes I just don't have the money to keep buying new stuff. Yeah. So I like I do trading games. Um you know, I bought Infamous physically. You know, I bought... Uh, I, bought I, I just bought Metal Gear Solid... Um, Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. Uh, and I bought it physically because it, buying it digitally, I felt like if I'm spending $30, it's, you know, I, I know it's the story's about an hour and a half or two hours and there's a lot of stuff to do around it, but it feels like a game I'll probably be done with relatively quickly. No. It doesn't feel like a game I need to have, you, you know, uh, and if I bought it digitally, I'd be stuck with it. Yeah. Um, not a game I'd probably replay. So I, I got it physically. Um, I bought Dark Souls 2 digitally. Oh, you on, did? On the PS3. Okay. Because... I know I'm not going to trade that game in. Like, I'm going to probably be playing it constantly for at least a year, you know, because I just don't have the time to commit to it, you yeah. know, with all the other games coming out. Right. So I know I'm going to keep playing it. I'm never going to trade it in. So I got it digitally. I have it on my console. It downloaded the night it came out. You know, I didn't have to go to the store, which was awesome. Um, you know, I, I'm going to probably get it more and more digital. I love on the PS4, I brought my PS4 to Jackie's today. You know, I have. Like eight You've games all your stuff. on the yeah. PS4. I don't have to yeah. bring boxes. Yeah, I'm amassing quite a yeah. library just from digital right. stuff, you know? especially from the free stuff. Yeah, but is that stuff that you brought over digital only? Yeah, a lot of it is digital only. Yeah. Um, you know, so but that's not. I'm just kind of getting into it now. Yeah. You know, I feel like going forward, if it's a big game, mm-hmm. you know, I probably are gonna I'm gonna buy it digitally because I'm not gonna. I, I might trade it in later, but. I like having it just on the console and to worry about the convenience. Discs. There's not yeah. more stuff all over my apartment. I'll tell you what I like. You know, I love that. So like, I I don't I I understand being physical because I have a I have an item I can trade. Yeah. But I'm leaning more towards digital. That's my thing, is that I want to beat a game. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a multiplayer game, I want to yeah. get do whatever I can in the game. Right. I want to trade it in. Yeah, you said get as much trade right? yeah. Get a, yeah. as much credit as possible. Yeah. Get another game. Beat that. Keep going because right. sixty dollars a game. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, I, I don't care about collecting mm-hmm. games. Well, the funny thing with me, I'd never given that much thought to it until Bobby pointed something out to me a little while ago. Now, personally, I prefer to have the physical copy. I like having that thing in my drawer. Mm. I know where the disc is. Um, but my son, we bought him a 3DS for Christmas, along with about four or five games, mm. which is, you know, coming up to $120, $150. I buy him a little case to put them in. Of course, this is like a three-inch case, which he then loses. Mm-hmm. So that's like $150 worth of games out the window because he can't remember where he put this small case. Fuck. And bo- the first thing Bobby said to me was, 
Just buy them digitally. Yeah, I don't. You buy them digitally. Yeah. My son's never going to lose those games. Yeah. They're on the DS. I don't own a single game physically for the 3DS. Yeah. it's all digital. Hmm. So I think that's a really big selling. I'm point the same way with the Vita. Par- yeah. yeah, that's a huge selling point though for parents with handheld consoles and their kids. Because no. I'm not the only parent that I know whose kid has lost all their DS games yeah. in a carry case. Well, I've, I've lost. <laughs> I've lost um, yeah. two uh, DSs yeah, in the past. These things are like an inch big. Yeah, it's I've, easy to lose. No, not even. Bags, I'm right. talking systems. Oh, wow. oh it's systems. Yeah, yeah. No, I, le- I left one in a bathroom <laughs> stall inside of a hospital once. Went back I mean, immediately, actual, and it was already gone. Right, but I mean the actual games themselves. Right. Yeah. If you're nine, ten, eleven years old, yeah. and this thing is, you know, uh, maybe a sixteenth of an inch thick and an inch tall, how easy is it to lose that? Right. But that costs you forty dollars, mm-hmm. and kids yeah. don't think about that. Right. So you buy everything digitally as yeah. long as you have the console, mm-hmm. you're fine. Yeah. Um, if the digital prices were cheaper. Then the physical, right. that's a different story. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We're, yeah, we'll, we'll get into we're that. We're getting into that one day, yeah, but definitely, yeah. that, that, for yeah. me, that's the barrier. Yeah. Right. If, if right. I'm going to have been $60 either way, I want to get yes. something back on that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I will, it will get there. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely we need to have that conversational. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll we'll get into it yeah. a little bit more. I mean, one of the things with me uh, that I'm finding is uh, I don't really enjoy the midnight launches like I used to. They used to be fun. Now, I mean, the people that I was standing in line with. For uh, when I was picking up Dark Souls, it was just I, I wanted to I wanted to kill him. Well, Steve, we're getting old. I know, yeah. I know, <laughs> and that's the thing. My bedtime and I'm right like, now. <laughs> you know, I'm like looking around. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, look at the people that are here. And then I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, get, <laughs> like, get off my lawn, me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But ah, oh, the the squeakers and the guys that complain and the guys that talk about everything in the game before it's even fucking out. And yeah. you're just you're and you're the loudest guy there. Yeah, you're the loudest fucking the most obnoxious guy there, and you're the one spouting shit about the game yes. that I haven't even played yet, ruining yeah. things for me. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So. With that in mind, I like the idea of going a little bit more digital, but I, I wanted a physical copy of Dark Souls 2 mm. just because I have like the collector's yeah. editions of the other ones and I yeah. wanted yeah. that nice display. But going forward, I don't know. Like I have games for PC that I've paid for that I don't, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing there. They're just on my computer. Yeah. Um, as we go forward into next generation gaming, it's getting easier and easier for me to say goodbye to the physical copies. But I do like going into the store to, you know, talk with some of the guys I know and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, uh, I can go either way. And also with the indie games, you know, those are only avail- Some of them are only available digitally. Sometimes they sell them in the stores as physical copies. I can't be bothered with that. I'll just get it, you know, digitally be done with it. And so long as there's room on my system, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So okay. uh, I think that's going to do it for the Talking Games podcast for this week. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody uh, that's been talking to us on Twitter. We've already got ourselves a number of uh, fans and such. Definitely. We've had some fantastic questions as yeah. well. We yeah, really we really have. have. I'd and love people to keep sending these questions in. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. And if you haven't heard your question uh, talked about yet on the show, just hold tight. You know, we're trying to get to a few of them each show, and eventually we'll, you know, we'll hit on yours. They're always pouring in, so you know, trying to be fair and, and go around to a couple people. 
And uh, yeah, so this is the time where we're going to pimp a couple things going on. As you know, uh, Talking Games is part of a much larger monster. Uh, You've got the Talking Games podcast, which you're listening to right now, is at Talking underscore Games on Twitter. And you can find the podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. And we're also in iTunes. So go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button. And guys, please, uh, we have, you know, a couple of reviews coming in. But please, if you like the show, review the show. Let us know what you think of it. Do you like it? Do you want us to talk about certain things? Uh, let us know what we can do to make the show better as we're moving forward. We're still very early into this thing and are open to your ideas. Uh, you guys are also going to want to check out the Talking Comics podcast that Bobby and I are a part of, along with Miss Stephanie Cook and Mr. Bob Ryer, who just uh, last night, or rather just yesterday, was released a tremendous, tremendous podcast. Uh, the new Captain America movie is coming. If you guys want to know who Captain America is, pretty much every damn thing you need to know about him. If you want to know what color his underpants were in 1955, oh, Listen Bob to knows. that podcast. Bob Ryer... <laughs> Is yes. our you know resident historian? He's just a he's just a fantastic fantastic source of uh, information for this, especially for this character being his second favorite character of all comic yeah. book history. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, the Twitter for that is at Talking Comics on Twitter and on the Facebook, Bobby. Uh, Facebook.com slash Talking Comics. There you go. I always forget how that's yeah. set up. And you know, it's not a you. The the show show also gets posted on that Facebook as well. So if you're yeah. a Facebook person, you know, there you go. Out there. And uh, from Stephanie Cook and Mara Wood and Melissa Megan, we also have the Misfits podcast, which is at the underscore Misfits with two S's on Twitter. Uh, that is, you know, females from the Talking Comics crew talk about everything from anime to comic books to you know specific writers and stories, and they just they go all over over the place it's fantastic i've been really enjoying it uh what else do we got oh the talking movies yes who is this is i I love this they are at movies talking yeah on twitter which ends up being movies stalking yeah (laughs) and uh they just did a three-part podcast on the director darren aronofsky four parts actually four parts four parts what was the fourth they did um requiem the wrestler pie and noah damn yeah damn yeah all good movies. Good, it's good. It's cool too because it's it, it's nice to see it because they they break down and they compare. You know, it's kind of almost you know half of his filmography. So it's cool to hear them talk about the different themes and stuff in all of those different movies. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So guys, definitely check that out. Uh, there's plenty of episodes for you guys to jump on that too. That's with Brian Verderosa and the other guy's Ollie Chris Oliphant. Chris Oliphant. Yeah. Wow, he's got the same name as uh, Hitman. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and uh, Justified, the guy that wears the hat, the sheriff. Sheriff Oliphant. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, Personal information. My personal Twitter, if you guys want to get in touch with me, interact, is at dead underscore anchorus. Justin? I'm at your oak, J-O-R-O-A-K. Bobby? At Bobby Shortle. And Jackie? At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I Turner. There you go, guys. Uh, We also, on TalkingComicBooks.com, there is forums. There is officially a spot for Talking Games. You guys want to send us questions. You want to ask us about games. You want to ask us about the games we're playing. You want to give us tips, tricks, whatever. Uh, That's where we are. You guys should definitely check that out. There's lots of great people on there. Uh, Is not to be missed. So, and I just put up a uh, we just put up a a page on the on the Talk Comics site uh, under. Um, it's under About Us, I believe, or it could be under the entertainment section. I don't remember right mm-hmm. now because I just put it up. But I listed all of our gamer tags. 
on there. Oh, there you go. For all our different services, except for Jack. Do I have one? Yeah, you didn't send me your gamer oh, tag. If you could look it up and email. see what it is and put it up there. That's, yeah, no, I'm that's not going to do that. You're going to do the work. <laughs> all right, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> And maybe, you know what, maybe we'll even attach those to the posts. Yeah, I can put them in the post. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put them in yeah. the post so you guys can get in touch with us on, uh, you know, the various platforms mm-hmm. that we're available on. Yeah. So, uh, follow oh, us on Twitch. Yes, and that yeah. was the last thing that I wanted to say is uh, we do have a Twitch channel now. We were uh, playing, and like I said earlier, before every podcast that we record Wednesday nights, figure around between 7, 7.15-ish, uh, look for the tweets to go up, and uh, we're going to be playing you know, multiplayer madness before we, you know, get us fired up for the show before we record and everything. So you can catch that every Wednesday and we'll be doing more video content as, uh, as time moves on and, you know, everybody's kind of introduced now and getting settled in and we're going to start to be looking to add more content, uh, for talking games to the talking, uh, comic books website. Mm. So definitely be on the lookout for that. So uh, for Steve, Jackie, Bobby, and Justin, until next time on Talking Games, thanks for listening, but our princess is in another castle.